welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss Season 5, Episode 12, Sleeping Arrangements. Ooh, uh, <laughs> written by Jed Seidel, 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 directed by Mel Damsky, who also directed episodes of MASH, oh, wow. Life Goes On, wow. Picket Fences, All and Psych, oh, not wow. to name a few. <laughs> wow. That's just like a, a long-ass career. Long career, yeah. Uh, this originally aired on January 23rd, 2002, so happy 19th birthday to Genevieve. Oh, okay. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, description from Wikipedia. Dawson and Jen see that living together is not as much fun as they hoped it would be. Between ruined toothbrushes and bathroom overcrowding, they get on each other's nerves. Jen faces a new challenge at work after she turns her regular show into an advice show. She mainly gives advice to other girls with problems and makes statements on men that hurt Dawson's feelings. Mm. She comes home expecting a fight, but Dawson surprises her by saying he won't ever treat her badly. Meanwhile, the producers offer her her own show as a ladies' advice expert. Meanwhile, the producers. Mel- <laughs> I love this college radio station. I know, it's great. It's amazing. Also, meanwhile, apparently, Melanie, who, who has, which is Jennifer Morrison's character, who spent the summer with Pacey and became a romantically involved with him, shows up with news. Her father has sold the yacht. Pacey nope. is caretaking. It's her <laughs> uncle. It's her uncle. <laughs> but has also bought a new one and wants Pacey aboard as a deckhand for a Caribbean cruise that leaves in three days. Also, that's wrong. It's in the Greek <laughs> islands. After a lot of thinking, Pacey decides not to go since he has made a successful life in Boston. Audrey also suggests that he is attracted to her, which Pacey cannot precisely deny. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> That's not what happens. <laughs> Jen moves into the fraternity house and gets his own Jack. room. Jack, sorry. Moves into the fraternity house but gets his own room but has some problems staying there after he discovers he was supposed to be rooming with a fellow freshman, Eric, who felt uncomfortable living with a gay man. Ooh, that was a doozy. Wow. A lot of wrong information I there. I know, yeah. A um, lot of the use of the word meanwhile. <laughs> there we are. Um, so my history's mysteries. January 23rd, 2002, the Wall Street Journal reporter Daniel Pearl is kidnapped in Pakistan, accused of being a CIA agent by his captors. CIA agent. Whoa. That's what that um, movie, about something heart with Angelina Jolie's about. Right, 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 right. I, um, I think that was her directorial debut, I maybe. I think so, yeah. Uh, January 29th, 2002, in his State of the Union address, mm-hmm. President George W. Bush describes North Korea, Iran, and Iraq as an axis of evil. <sighs> right. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. Right. <laughs> um, so number one movie is Black Hawk Down. Wow. Black Hawk Down reached number one after three weekends of limited release. Mm. It also broke Save the Last Dance's record of $23.4 million for the highest Martin Luther King weekend debut. Wow. There you go. Hmm. Um, number one song is You Got It Bad by Usher. I mean, I just say, the pop charts were doing well. Yeah. <laughs> the Other ways. <laughs> we're doing okay. Debuting at number 42 is Brandy's What About Us. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, Brandy's self-title album from the early 90s, mm -hmm. Brandy, is like one of the albums that I think I wore through on cassette tape. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, debuting at number 64 is Kylie Minogue's Can't yes. Get You Out of My Head. Oh, that video is so good. Yeah. Shout out to the Australian soap opera Neighbors. I know. Which Kylie Minogue I think well, started her career on. Shout out to Biodome. Biodome. Is she too. a Biodome? Yes. Oh my God. What a gem. With Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, but she's in one of the scientists oh, yeah. that, per, um, you know, Polly Shore and yeah, our, one of the Baldwin. Our nuisances too. Bald yeah, exactly. The bad Baldwin. Yeah. It's the bad one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, they are all bad, but. It's like Haley's dad. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Haley Bieber. Oh. You know so much more than I do about all of this. <laughs> uh, the Hensleys were a Polly Shore family. I mean, I, I definitely watched a lot of Polly Shore movies. Mm -hmm. Biodome, I did own. I think yeah, we like saw it in the theater. It's yeah, like we were like huge Polly Shore yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Son-in-law is Son -in -law's a, a classic. Gem. I still watch it <laughs> yeah. every Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, debuting at number 77 is I Love You by Faith Evans. That's a good one. And at number 78, we have Defy You by The Offspring. I gotta say, I do love The Offspring, Smash, and X-Men on the Ombre, those albums particularly. This is not a good song. I listened to it. Not good. Very not good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, they maybe went a little bit, started going a little bit emo. Right. Well, you that know, was like, so popular then. It was like, yeah. Or like AFI, all, the And AFI. like Stain, too. You yeah. know? Or they're just like, they like, I don't know. It was like rock emo. Yeah, it was when like when AFI went emo mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. all of us East Bay hardcore punk fans it's were like, like what the what fuck is, is happening? happening? And Davey Havoc started showing up places in white yeah, attire and I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> totally. Sir, <laughs> you wear all black. <laughs> and I will not have that. it any other way. Exactly. Um, okay, so we're going to start at the Capeside Marina. Capeside Marina? Nope. The Boston okay. Marina. Sorry. It's like, I didn't catch I wrote that, that part. Wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, it is technically the Capeside Marina with a green screen behind it, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pacey's working on the yacht. Yeah. And we see Melanie come up and we're like, oh, I wonder. I've always wondered what happened to that girl. Yeah. Oh, here's she like a weird plot hole that they're trying to bring back. Totally. Totally. Okay. And she's like, oh, I came here to see you. And I like just wanted to. She calls him the boy she had the time of her life with last summer. And like. Yeah, I, lo I love me some Pacey and Joey, but I would have really liked to see more of that. Yeah, of Pacey like rebounding, basically. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's weird that like they're trying to like bring back this plot hole, Melanie, totally, and like make it a storyline. But the way they do it is so disappointing and the disservice to the fans. I think because they're like Pacey, he's just like the kid, the the deckhand. He's the help that yeah. like people are always going to like see him like that and it's so disappointing I have some notes about this later because mm -hmm. like I kind of have the same yeah where I'm like there's an interesting way to do this story and totally. that's not how this was no because at first you're like okay great and then as it goes on it's just like so Oof. frustrating yeah I did go down this like thought hole though too about because I was like oh it would have been fun to see Pacey kind of like rebounding with this girl mm -hmm. and like having this fun time on well the especially since like a lot of his problem was like his insecurity about Joey's academic success. And yeah. so there would have been like a cool parallel to like Melanie, the law student, yeah. and like him, you know, like realizing that it was all him, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. and like, and like that he also is like this talented, valuable person in this other way, like, especially once he's able to escape like the impressiveness of Cape Side. Like, there was so much of everyone else around him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like to, 
you know, be with her friends, law school mm-hmm. friends, and feel insecure, but also like, oh yeah, we like were in the Caribbean all summer, which is fun. Yeah, and, you know, totally. and, like there's a way in which like in your adulthood, like those things can allow you to fit in in a in a in those um academic circles as well. Sure. Sure. Well, and also like the thought hole that I kind of went down was like, we're so mad that Joey kind of rebounds with Dawson. Mm -hmm. If we want to call that kiss, like what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's so weird that the network or the writers or whoever Mm -hmm. was in charge of these decisions, like wouldn't let Joey have an actual rebound. Mm -hmm. So she had to do it with Dawson. And like, that makes us all mad. And like, I just, there's this part of me that's like, show us Pacey having this like Mm -hmm. fun, like not super emotionally like invested, you know, they didn't like have to like break up with their best friend in order to be in this relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't have to you know, flee anyone. Right. Yeah. And like, show me Joe, but like, show me Joey having that too. Yeah. Like show me having a yes. like, casual rebound. <laughs> totally. Being, like, you know, whatever. Right. Like, <sighs> I mean, that's what we're constantly begging for yeah. is like her trying to dismantle within herself that she's a prude you know well and like i mean not to skip ahead to our not not a girl not yet a woman i don't know what it is yeah I don't, just to let the audience know i never know what's coming yeah. but um <laughs> everyone's in charge of it um and uh but like my thing too is like isn't that part of growing up mm-hmm. is like this ability to like or like at least for me it was a part of growing up when like shitty things happen and you were sad and you could like kind of like okay how do I get myself through right. this yeah yeah you know develop and like coping skills yes and, <laughs> thank you uh-huh. develop coping skills mm-hmm. and like you know rebounding is part of that yeah sometimes. totally and Without you're like being upfront about the person you're rebounding with of like this is not gonna be serious yeah just totally. but like fine yeah anyway so Pacey's like oh I knew you were gonna pop up again yeah. in my life and He's like, I figured you were dating someone when you hadn't called in a while. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and she's like, yeah, you know. But like, then she also calls Pacey her boyfriend. Yeah, she does. It's like a weird, like, it's what are we supposed odd. to take away from that? Like, I think she was dating someone. She kind of says, No, like, I think she did. And I also, yeah. you get the vibe that Pacey didn't think they were exclusively dating yeah, yeah, either. Yeah, like, he's you know? not mad. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like a weird thing. And it also just like, like ghost him. Yeah. isn't weird you know in general that she like had a summer fling and then like starts dating someone else that's like totally like acceptable you know exactly um so no one seems mad about it but the fact that she like then refers to him as her boyfriend was like what's going on here i think that was like because like she said it before in a different mm-hmm. episode there's like maybe a label that she in her head thinks of like my slacker boyfriend like mm. my whatever deckhand slacker boyfriend yeah like i think like that's kind of her label for him right which i, mean, I think is really fascinating. just compelling like the way that yeah. we've like expanded language in regards to relationships yeah. and like the different ways in which you are in a relationship with someone like be it a fling or a significant other or friends with benefits or all these different like terms that we've now used to describe like actually what's happening because it like this highlights kind of the how beginning. yeah and it highlights how weird it is i'm like boyfriend let's see your boyfriend like right but i do remember like being in college and like and like slowly these terms started mm-hmm. changing and shifting right. and being like oh we have to actually like have a conversation about like are we exclusive right and, like is this a th- you know like yeah yeah whereas i think like and i think that was pretty new yeah i don't or, know if don't people know. are older than us yeah like tell us if we're just thinking that the world revolves around us but um, <laughs> i mean clearly yeah it i does, mean but i definitely think those conversations were always being had but the like use of like a collective definition yeah around them 
it feels like you know friends with benefits is something that was like you know it's yeah. like a millennial kind term. of new yeah yeah um so she's like oh do you like did you have a job mm-hmm. and he's like i got a job like you know she like was have you like, heard of civilization yeah. she's like what that hot ass restaurant he's like i'm the chef there yeah yeah <laughs> and like you know she's all impressed and then she says he shattered her faith in the natural order of the universe and i was like girl what Good thing Jennifer Morrison is charming as fuck because that's a fucked up line. This whole thing is fucked up and weird. It is. Because it's all like, she's just supposed to be like, you're the help. And it's yeah. so fucking, like, yeah. you're just the, like, you know, dick that we keep around for people like me, you know? Yeah, I do. And it's, like, so fucking bizarre. It is, yeah. Um, because, like, like it, there's something wrong with that, like, on the whole, if you want to have a fling and they seem like they're on on the, the level age. with yeah, each other yeah. so that's totally fine but it's like furthering this narrative that like pacey's just like this like sexual being that like women take advantage of but then He's also the johnny like, castle of this like but then he like <laughs> you know like we'll get like when people are like dawson you know stands or whatever they're like well pacey just was all about sex and i'm like i don't know it seems like everyone was all about sex in the relationships he was in yeah totally Totally. Also, get back to me in season six and we'll have that conversation about Dawson. <laughs> um, so like he's, you know, Pius is like, what? Like your uncle's not going to let me live here forever. I needed money. Like I'm yeah, aware yeah, of that. Totally. <laughs> and, you know, she's, she's like, like, ooh, I kind of got bad news about that. Yeah. Like my uncle actually sold this boat yeah. and Pacey's like, Oh, well I kind of I knew. knew that might happen. And she's like, but good news. He bought another bigger one. And like, they want you to come on it and sail around the Greek isles. Yeah. And it leaves in three days. Yeah. And Pacey like does seem a little hesitant. Yeah. Like, he's definitely unsure. Yeah. He's like, Ooh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. And she's kind of like, well, what's up? Like you were so ready to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, well, no, you just like kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave before I act on my urges. Yeah, I'm going to leave before we have sex right here. Yeah. Like, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to fuck you right now, so I got to go. I know. I was like, like, girl, this what? Is this so girl's weirdly such a trip. sloppy. Um, and they kiss, and, and she's like, think about it. It's like weird. It's like, think about it, babe. Like, yeah, I don't know. I know. Like, I weird. do like the role reversal, but like, yeah. it still is just like a weird power it's weird. play. And I like, do maintain that like, this girl would be absolutely unbearable if it wasn't Jennifer Morrison playing. Yeah. Her. Or like, is, like someone who's like charming. a good, yeah, exactly. you know, like talented actor. Like, they're yeah. cast it well. Yeah. For sure. So um, then we go Paul Cole. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Jen putting on her makeup in yeah. the bathroom. And Dawson <laughs> comes in, which is a weird choice in he's my like, opinion. Well, he does ask to come. He's like, I "Can I come in?" <laughs> and they start like catching up on their schedules, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. like what they've got going on. Yeah. Like Dawson starting school, and she's like super busy, and he wants to like go to a movie, and like she's, she's like, like a little bit like I can't. I got a ton of shit going on. Yeah, like can't just, meet you at the movies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, like let's just grab dinner. Like we haven't kind of hung out just yeah. the two of us in a while." And she's she's like, I need to make I'm like a woman on the go and cannot possibly yeah. hang out with you, my boyfriend. And he kind of like looks around and he's like, have you seen my toothbrush? Uh huh. And she's like, oh, uh, shit, that blue one. Oh, fuck. I thought it was old and used it on my eyelashes. Girl. Hold on. <laughs> Girl. That's not like you're going to get like pink eye or something. You are going to get a disease. Oh, my God. I was like. Do not, do not use an old toothbrush. toothbrush? Look, I don't wear makeup, but I even I know that. Wow. 
<laughs> wow, that is a lot. I was like, Jen Lindley, this is for the first time. I feel really betrayed by you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, also, Dawson's like, I didn't think you wore this much makeup. Like, I didn't think you were that into makeup. Mm. And Jen's like, you know, do you know how much makeup it takes to like, to, like look like look you're like, not into mm-hmm. makeup? So Dawson then, <laughs> to up the ante on this, goes, no worries, babe. I'm just going to use your toothbrush. (laughs) And that's a whole lot for me to take in at once. (laughs) Between Jen using it on her eyelashes and Dawson being like, let me use your toothbrush. I mean, like, that would be the appropriate response to, like, I used your toothbrush on my eyelashes. Like, then it's like, well, you're a freak. And so, like, I'm going to use yours because I need to fucking brush my teeth, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And you can see her, like, she, and she, he's like, you know, we've been sleeping together for three weeks now. Yeah. Um, you would you like to hear my actual note? Uh-huh. Um, Dawson's like, I mean, you put my dick in your mouth, so I can't <laughs> put my use a toothbrush. I can't use the same toothbrush. <laughs> but like, I personally, just me personally, yes. Mm-hmm. Too, some things are too far. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and Dawson, I mean, to Dawson's credit, uh-huh. he's like, no problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah I won't yeah. use it. And then Dawson, like, goes into a cabinet and, like, like starts like, rifling around for a new to- toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Jen has, like, a, an extensive floss collection. And I'm, like, so she's using an old toothbrush on her eyelashes, but she, like, has all different kinds of floss for different things. <laughs> Get out of here with this. I know. She doesn't have an eye- eyelash brush? Even if you I use have a one new toothbrush... And I don't even wear makeup that much. Yeah. That's so weird. Anyway. Um, and it's it's a whole thing. Just, Jen is just like, Dawson's a lot. Yeah, Dawson Jen's freaking out that he's like kind of in her space, in her space. you know? And she starts freaking out and and then he freaks out and that she's like worried about him, you know? And well, because he, he like opens a drawer and she's like, Dawson, that's mine. Mm-hmm. And she's like very tense. He's like, yes, it is. So, like, kind of like, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then she apologizes and she's like, you know, I don't want to freak you out, but like, you know, it's I like, I, it's just a lot it's right so now. Weird. <laughs> and he just like kind of gives her a little kiss on the head and says good morning and leaves. I know. Like, finally, we see Dawson like, okay, I see, I see yeah. what's happening. And I'm going to give you the space you need. It's weird. I mean, I don't know. The review or the synopsis was like, they're having tension, but I, I don't know if I really felt it. I don't know if I feel like that. I feel like it's like you have to get used to someone. Yeah. And like they're 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 testing like not testing boundaries. Even though this bathroom is pretty big, it still is frustrating when you're in the bathroom getting ready and someone's in there. You're like, get the fuck out of here. You're in the light. I've got a whole routine. I don't want you in here. Just get the fuck out. Like this is I'm here first. You can come in after. If you're here first, I'll wait. I don't know. It's like one of those things where you can kind of get the vibe. He's an only child and he didn't have to like, (laughs) you know, like share a bathroom. Yeah. Although as an only child, I did have to share a bathroom Mm -hmm. with both of my parents. So Mm -hmm. I, but yes, I don't think Dawson did. No. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't lay like protocol for like yeah, sharing a bathroom. Exactly. So we go then to Wilder's class. Okay. So she okay. has another class with him. Apparently. It's a whole new semester. I know. But this doesn't make any sense. I mean. It's so annoying. It's very annoying. And I don't care about him. So it's even more annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So we see the dude that Joey met at the party in episode one. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And he's, like, staring at the back of her head. As Why wa- couldn't they make it a good guy? 
like not not like a good guy but just like someone who like anyone had like an ounce of sexual attraction to and not like a total like weirdo he he's playing like a serial killer vibe he does yeah no i agree with you it's like a weird acting choice he's making and it's a weird casting choice to be honest i agree with that too like yeah it's like i cannot like i'm not interested in this a hundred percent wilder is pontificating wildly about first novels and how old a person should be when he write they write one (laughs) and he tells them to read the first two books on their syllabus before next time which felt very real to me yeah totally (laughs) and then he was like one's a masterpiece and the other is a horrific failure and if you can't tell which is what you should consider like dropping this class Mm -hmm. and then that's gonna i'm sorry i'm saying that right now because i'm gonna have some things to say about it later when we figure out what the books are (laughs) um so he dismisses them but asks joey to stay yeah it's so weird and then he's like playing matchmaker he is so inappropriate it's like (laughs) he's like he's like joey is there anyone you want to date in this class that's sexual what? harassment. He could get fired for saying something like that. Totally. She's like, and she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, that guy back there wants to talk to you. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. And like, what are we supposed to make of this? I know. I mean, I think like, like this professor who has too much power here, Joey, like has like an obsession with in a way in which we're not sure as the viewer and Joey clearly isn't sure as herself yep. either. Yep. And then he's like trying to participate in her like sexual life in this way that is like very creepy. It's, like he's like, hey, do you want to fuck that guy? Yeah. It's so gross. I, I mean, 100%. it's like he's like it's like a weird like grooming like a hundred. He's like trying to get her in to be his like second, you know, for Nexium, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> She's gonna end up with a brand. Yeah, that's her 100%. initial. Yeah, that's, that's his initials. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she's like, you know, so. he's like Elliot are you waiting to talk to me and Elliot's like no and then he's like is your shoe actually untied and Elliot's like no and like don't do this to people yeah then he's being fucked up to this kid Elliot who's clearly like just nervous a nervous guy anyways or whatever right so i I looked him up finally Mm -hmm. to see if he he hasn't really acted in almost anything other than this Mm. he was in that band rooney oh really that's so funny um that was best known by me as Uh. the band that was on an episode of the oc yeah me too (laughs) and then you would see the shirts a lot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they were a big southern california band they and later like do reference him being like a Crispin Glover type, and yeah. I was like spot on. Like, yeah, that is a spot on like, description. It's like it's so perfect. Yeah, he totally. is like a blonde Crispin Glover, like yeah. you know, weirdo lurking behind a corner with his yeah, like, yeah, yeah. arms like. What does Crispin Glover together. always play? Yeah, I know. Um, so Wilder's like, "Are you attempting to flirt?" And he's like, "No," and like wilder just cuts him off and is like well that's too bad i guess you're not half the man i thought you were and then walks out the door it's and i was so like, fucked up what's happening right now okay professor wilder you have the you know spectrum of manhood like to dole out to people it's like a weird like he's being fucked up to all of the students in this classroom <laughs> yeah, totally it's so fucked it's up not just joey no right? it's which i guess like good that it's not just joey but also like not good because because oh fuck you. my god it's so weird it's so weird and, and like so then joey and elliot are just like left in this room like, together this is weird like yeah okay and so they try to make small talk and like elliot's like oh we had econ together last semester 
which we as the viewer knew. And then, um, and he was like, and then we met at that Boston Bay party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, the guy that like she talked to at that party. Yeah, for a second. And then like when she came home, he was coming out of her dorm room, you know. And Joey's kind of like uninterested and just brushes him off. Right. Which is fair. Like she wasn't interested in him to begin with. Totally. And like he also isn't being weird either. Like it's, you know, like yeah. he's fine too. It's just like he's trying to make the it's best. It's like up. awkward now. Yes. Like, it's so fucked up. And like, you know, he kind of says like a lot of weird things happened at that party. And she's like, yeah, I can't argue with that. And then like yeah. kind of ex- is like, okay, I got to go. I have another class. Yeah. And then we cut to her coming out of the building. She's wearing the longest, thinnest scarf on earth. <laughs> that was like thin scarf time. Uh huh. Yeah. Long, like real long. Yeah. Too, yeah. Like yeah down totally. To her knees. Yeah. 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 Whew, that was a look. Um. And he like kind of asks her out ish. Mm. You know, and she's just like he tries to be like, "Do you want to go grab some coffee?" And then she's like, "I gotta go meet okay. my roommate." So I was like, "She's she's already given you two different excuses." Yeah. Just like let this go, sir. It's so weird. I mean, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I feel bad for her, too, but I also feel bad for him. Well, because, like, know? clearly like, he wanted to just ask her, maybe ask her for coffee or yeah. something like that, like, after this. But, like, because of what Wilder did, then yeah. it's, like, really fucking weird. And, like, now he's like, okay, well, now's my chance. But, like, also it isn't. But, like, also, so, like, yeah. it's super weird. Totally. So we go to Jen at the studio hosting her rock radio show. <laughs> And she is channeling me and pontificating how the problem with music today is that nobody rocks anymore. <laughs> and like music in rock music in 2002, she was like kind of right. There yeah, weren't that many true. great rock bands. Um, and she does point out that you have like your Britney. Yeah. Right. Like, like the strokes. Well, it's just hard because like local bands like make their own scene, but like right. you, you don't get to know it you know totally yeah so she's like you got your britney and your christine and you're in sync but there's like no rock mm-hmm. and i was like girl yeah that was the problem and yeah. so then she's trying to give you tenacious d <laughs> explosivo but which felt so on the nose I was like, for like college 100%. like of that year i know it's like oh but do you know tenacious d and you're like, like okay jack black's at it i know <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> And, like, something goes wrong with the CD, and she's like, shit. Like, yeah, and oh she's God. like, fuck, I didn't have another plan for a song, so I'm just going to take a request. Yeah. Line three. <laughs> I love what I like just thinking about it, because I don't think about call-in radio anymore. Yeah. The idea that they would announce, like, line three as if you knew you were line three. Did right, you right. know that? I don't. That's <laughs> the a person good question. called in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I did used to call into the radio every once in a while. Mm-hmm. to request certain songs right but, but that not um, usually that wasn't on air i remember once one was mm. i forget which one maybe all i want to say it was all for one amazing uh, um, <laughs> what's the one um i forget what it's called um i swear yeah it was that one <laughs> <laughs> um, i feel like i requested that on 102.5 k don if you're in the bay area amazing um and anyway so jen's like i'm not gonna play limb biscuit but tell me what yeah. you were like girl she's got taste yeah and um then jen's like this girl on the phone is just like can i actually ask you something? i've had a question about yeah. my boyfriend yeah <laughs> um and jen is giggling that yeah. she like she's like whoa i have a boyfriend like yeah. you know because the girl's like do you have a boyfriend and she like kind of giggles like yeah actually i, I do, I do. Yeah. and the girl wants to ask advice and then the girl is just like this is so like i don't think people that aren't our age like don't under like i don't think 
it, it's missed on them like how huge Loveline was. Yeah. Like it was this everyone listened everyone to it. Everyone of our I listened age. to it every night. Yeah. Like it was on Sunday to Thursday night from like 10? 10 to midnight. Yeah. And like it was on K Rock, which was like my local station, but yeah. it was syndicated everywhere. Yeah, it was on so, 98.5 KOME. Okay, yeah. Which was on the, your radio yeah, that was the the analogous to K Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like um, and everyone listened to it and it was always, always. these like why like you call in and ask sex questions. And I like I would put it on when I was going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I fell asleep too. Yeah, yeah, love line every night. Exactly. And would wake up to Howard Stern. Oh wow. Oof. Um <laughs> but yeah, so this was like it's like Jen basically being love line. <laughs> so it's like a funny Yeah. Thing. And she's and the girl asked, like, we just started having sex, her and her boyfriend, and I really like him, but the sex is like kind of short. It like yeah. doesn't last that long. Yeah. And Jen's like, this could be solved. And then says, the first thing you have to understand is the truly fragile nature of the male ego. And then we just cut. And I was like, no, wait. I know. I wanted to hear the rest of I that. I know. I wanted to hear the advice. I know. Totally. Give me Jen giving people sex advice. Um, I mean, if they're going to go so far to be like, Jen, the sex kitten is giving sex advice because who else could give it? Right. Like, at least fucking let her have her moment to shine, you know? Totally. Um, she's so good at comedy, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Michelle Williams begging you to do a comedy. I know. So we cut to Jack and Dawson, which is so cute that they're hanging out. Yeah. I kind of love it. D- and Dawson's helping Jack move into the frat house. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Like, Dawson is helping one of his friends do something. I mean, uh, like, yeah. I'm here hey, for that, hey. you know? And Jack is kind of, like, complaining to Dawson about how it's going between, like, Jack and Jen. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, it's a good friend moment to just be, like, I know you're fucking her, but, like, this is about me. I got to talk about And you're my friend. And, like, you know, it's just, like... I don't I don't really like where it's at but like I'm excited to be moving into right. the you know and like you're just kind of like catching Dawson up about what's going on but also like a true friend moment yeah and he's like you know we just need a break from each other mm-hmm. like we've been doing this will and grace thing and like yeah we just need a break yeah and he asked Dawson to take care of Jen for him yeah which like you know on the whole I'm like okay Ugh. no one needs to take care of her but like it is sweet it you is know? sweet yeah and so we see the house and he's got his own room and his own fucking bathroom. I was like, <laughs> which I was like, damn. And Jack rightfully is like, how the fuck did I get so lucky? Right. You know? Which is interesting that the, the, you know, frat bros thought that they would be able to like pull the pull wool it. over Jack's eyes. Totally. Cause like Chad, a Chad that we've met, we've I met him, him and I later found out his name was Blossom. I think that's his last name. Well, whatever. That's the only one that they've given in this episode. And yeah. like, I have a bone to pick. I wrote it later, but it fucking bothers me how many frat boys are in this series. I agree. Like there's too many to follow and to have a name for. And also like, I don't fucking care. And it's also too many like extra characters at the expense of Jen and joey not having like female characters that they meet in college totally. like of all the people we've met in college besides audrey who's like a series long reg, you know special yeah. star or whatever and you know we know she ends up being like a series regular yeah for the like, rest of the show yeah. so she doesn't really count of all the people we've met they've like only nora has been a, a woman right and karen Pacey. which we didn't meet her in college right 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 of right. all the college kids sure it's like what the fuck well, and also like the show for women. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and like, so this Chad, who, like I yeah. said, we've met before. We've seen him before. Yeah. He's like the 
upperclassman one. Totally. So he's moving out of this room. Yeah. And as Jack's moving in Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, going to quote a better room. Yeah. And then we see Eric come in who we've all, who went on the date with Audrey. I do want to say, wait, before Uh Eric comes in, there's a fucking throwaway line that made me, I was sitting at the bar in the Denver airport Uh taking these notes and I fucking burst out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone like was like, what's that girl doing? Um, cause, um, Chad's like, Oh, like we, it was a lottery. We assigned numbers, which is totally bullshit and mm-hmm. made up. And then Dawson, we cut to Dawson. He just looks at this bookshelf and he goes, Jack, this will fit your porn collection, right? <laughs> wow. Now that Dawson is like started having sex, he's like talking about porn. Like, it was such a good like dude friend moment of like, yeah. I'm going to totally fucking embarrass oh you in front God, of this that's guy. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Jack's like, bah, or whatever. <laughs> And then, and then Chad goes, that's the beauty of a single, you, like all the privacy you need. And I was like, did that guy just tell you, you can jerk off whenever you want. If you have a single. Well, he's making a homophobic comment. Sure. Like, of course. Oh, we don't have to look Listen, at your gay at porn, you, you know, or look whatever. Look at you fuck men. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Eric, yeah. So Eric comes in. I called him a different Chad because I forgot his name at first. Uh-huh. I was like the one that Audrey I took. Know, yeah. And I was like. So he comes in and helps. God, this is what I mean. It's like, who the fuck are these people? Blossom. Blossom Chad. Move furniture. And like Jack finally like puts it all together that they're like rooming together. You know. Well, because Eric says Eric, who apparently has a flair for interior decor, Uh is like, this is gonna look great in our room. Right. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? It's so weird. And like, you know, Jack even says to Dawson, like, it doesn't make any sense, like you know, Blossom's an upperclassman and yeah. Eric's a freshman. Like, why would they be rooming together? Totally. Like, and like, he knows. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, he's realizing that they've given him the single because he's gay. Because he's gay. And like, you know, I feel for Jack, but I also don't really because they flat out told him that they picked him. Like one of the reasons was because he was gay. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, I do feel for Jack and like, fuck, this is fucked up and homophobic and all of the above. But also like, this is why, Gay people often don't join frats. Yeah, like it's like so like complicated, you know. And yeah. then on the other hand, you're like Jack, you, you got a single this? and a, your own bathroom. Yeah, that too. Like, what are you complaining about? Well, and then he's like, why do you want to be around these people? Like, yeah. that's my question. But also, I mean, like, like, I I guess I get it that he feels like maybe he's missing out in the like quote unquote dorm experience or like that kind of like more communal experience because sure. he's not getting that sure, experience. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I mean, he hasn't said that, but like that was kind of what I could think in my head. Yeah. Um, you know. That's fine. That's yeah. that's relatable. But like, whew. um. anyway, so we go to civilization where Danny is telling Audrey that a table is not happy as she does her makeup in the back of a ladle, a queen. <laughs> it's wild. Hard. Yeah. And then Pacey comes in and wants to talk to Danny and they kind of banter. Yeah. And then Danny, for some reason, says Pacey needs to make bread, which doesn't make sense because baking is different than cooking. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Um, also Danny, like Paisley's like, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then Danny's like, no. And the thing you should know before you're a manager is that if an employee wants to talk to you, you should say no. Cause nothing ever good comes of it. And I was like, what a fucking great boss. This guy seems. And is Pacey a manager? How does the structure of this yeah. restaurant work? So all of the chefs are managers. I no, Absolutely. So they're not. also handing, handling personnel problem on top of cooking. cooking? No. 
that's not how it works. Unbelievable. That right now. <laughs> so yeah, Danny's like the bread guy went back to prison, which is literally a storyline straight out of Kitchen Confidential. Amazing. Um, it's not like, amazing so, that that happened, but yeah, but like correlation. Yeah, and Danny's like, you know, you're so good and talented. You got to learn to make bread, and. I mean, like... It's a totally different skill. This is so stupid. I know. I agree with you. Audrey comes back and, like, she's kind of like, what's up with you? Like, you look... Yeah. Because Danny leaves and Pacey's Yeah, Danny's like, just like, I don't know what I'd do without you, Pacey. And then... My, yeah. And then Audrey comes in and yeah. she's like, what's going on? And he kind of brushes her off and says, like, nothing's wrong. Yeah. And, know? like, hands are a plate and yeah. he's like, put her up. Yeah. She's like, hmm. So we go to Grams and Dawson comes in as like Grams is playing like a Game Boy. Is mm-hmm. it a, like a newer Game Boy? Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, okay. But yeah. It was and she's like, I've been playing this for two hours. I was like, oh, hashtag relatable. <laughs> it's really cute though. She asked Dawson about like registration in uh-huh. class and like how everything's going. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I love Grams. I know. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it was a little weird. I don't really fit in that well. And he goes, I'm not that mad at the government. And I was like, imagine I know. being not that mad at the government. In two- January of 2002. The day of the first Bush, uh, you know, State of the Union. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Because I was fucking irate. Oh, my God. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway, Dawson also says he didn't doesn't smoke clove cigarettes. And I was like, this is why I can't relate to you. <laughs> well, and he says, and I know nothing about the French New Wave. Which like I was like, isn't that why you're in film school? I know, to, like, like watch that's like the Truffaut hilarity movies? of like the film nerd Dawson. Yeah, is that he actually doesn't watch like he doesn't watch a breadth of films. He only watches like old Hollywood cinema or he like the new the new. Yeah, shit. but he only watches Hollywood cinema. Yeah, yeah like yeah. American made cinema. He doesn't watch any, not even a European a tr- country, Truffaut. which is still like you know colonialist yeah. in this other way and there's Western, like yeah. yeah there's like this whole world of cinema it's so fucked yeah up. i'm like i've always felt that way about dawson the seven samurai and then get back to us or it's just like weird like it's weird that you know for like it's a weird trope of a film that they're yeah. making because it's so white and so american and so like there can't be any other good cinema that isn't made in the U.S. Well, and there's, like, funny jokes to be had about how, like, up Truffaut's ass all film majors are. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly because, like, they get, they get you know, I mean, tr- the tr- because Truffaut movies are great. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say anything bad right. about Truffaut. But, like, I do feel like there's, like, this moment in film school that every film student has where they all, like, ha- you know, like, have a moment. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to go on and on about french new wave you right. know and totally like, like that's whatever a, it's a joke of film school yeah like they're, they're totally making make. this joke now you know on the show but, but the it's just like is, the is hilarity like of the dawson of right. like he, it's like what kind of movies does he actually like like right. i've always maintained he only likes blockbusters yeah totally which is like it's a funny film nerd yeah you know yeah it's like oh <laughs> so he tells grams that like he he likes He's actually really sweet in this scene because yeah. he's like, I just like want you to know that I know it might be weird to like yeah. that me and Jen are together and we like both live here, mm-hmm. and like you know I just want you to know that I think she's amazing. Yeah, and I just wanted to say at this point that this is my favorite Dawson. I know, like, like Dawson is at his best when he's with Jen. Absolutely, because like right here, it's like he's. Like, I'm not willing to forgive and forget necessarily, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm willing to move past some of his truly shitty behavior yeah. as teenage behavior at yeah. this point. Because, like, I'm, like, look at him learning. Yeah. Like, no, of course. Like, 
anyone like we make all make mistakes when we're young so when you grow and change I mean, we make you, them when we're old too yeah so they're just different mistakes exactly yeah. so like and also like you see him like empathizing which i feel like i rarely do yeah. with graham so like hey i know you're like super like christian or catholic we're actually not sure but like you might not want like two people sleeping together under your roof and i want you to know that's not really what's going on and like blah blah blah. Like, yeah. let's talk about your boundaries regarding this which is such like a really thoughtful thing to do to grams i i agree with you and then grams comes out and is like i have changed a bit i used to not be able to she see says it. she's come a long way with jen's help yeah it's so sweet it is and i think that's like why we love grams so much because like you know like or i guess maybe i do because i feel like it's hard to have boomer parents because they're they don't want to change yeah you know and like they're so they want to have these relentless fights like i've been thinking all week about your mom still doubling down on what fucking bubblegum is like we don't know what that word means oh bubblegum yes yeah. yeah like we don't know what that means and whenever we ask for clarity you say no it's not that and it's like well <laughs> i just have to find your terms and it, like it's a colloquialism specific to your generation there's nothing wrong with that it's but true. why are we having this argument which is unhelpful yeah, you know yeah it's like let's learn and grow and change <laughs> you know and so to see like grams transform into this like totally like just like she'll always have her beliefs but sure. like understanding other point of views and how that can help shape her beliefs well and kind of in the same way that i just said about dawson like i'm not necessarily forgiving and forgetting like she mm-hmm. was horrendously racist mm-hmm. and like classes and, and class- sexist. Yeah, all of it and like you know i don't think that she's done a lot of work to make amends to say Bodie and Bessie yeah. about that or, or Joey or Joey. Joey still calls her Ms. Ryan. Yeah. She doesn't call her Grams. Yeah. And so like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, I'm not letting her off the hook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I do think that's why she's a really interesting character is that mm-hmm. like, she does grow and change. Right. There is an arc. She's right. not just like the same kind of horrendous person. Um, she says that a while ago she couldn't even say the word penis. <laughs> Dawson's and Dawson's like, like, I'd be fine if you never did. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and she says, can do in her Graham's accent that I can't do. And then he does say like, whatever ground rules you have, like I will abide right. by. And like, I really love that. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> she's like, you're just about the nicest young man I know, Dawson. And then she says, with the exception of Jack, who will never make an honest woman out of Jen. And I was like, all right. All right, lady. And Pacey's pretty nice, too. Totally. But, but like, are we really concerned about making an honest woman out of Jen? How about let just je- let Jen live her fucking yeah. life? Yeah. I mean, Graham's is. Yeah. I know. You know. Um, yeah. So she just says, like, you know, be kind to each other and you like, you're never going to hear anything right. from me. And, and then Dawson's like, wait, what time is it? Yeah. And he's like, I think Jen's on the air right now. Yeah. And so he like goes and turns the radio on and Jen's giving like relationship advice. Like she's on this impromptu call-in show. Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden things have changed. Right. <laughs> There's no REM playing. No. Goddamn. And she's like, this caller is like, you know, I've been dating this nice guy for three months and it's been great, but now he's pulling away. And Jen's kind of like, well, yeah, it's been three months. The honeymoon period's over. Over, and she tells the girl there's not a lot she can do to save it mm-hmm. like eventually men always leave and Dawson just this look comes over his face and it's like it's not mad I know that's why it's an interesting take that the synopsis said I agree with I you I don't feel like he's mad but he also he's like a little bit like disturbed like 
Yeah, I think he. I think he's like thinking too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's they why have we that had that weird... fight earlier. Yeah, that the... like altercation or whatever. Yeah, that like weirdness earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, the girl asks if there's anything she can do, and Jen's like, frequent sex might help keep him for a while, and keeping some things for yourself. And Grams looks at Dawson at this point mm-hmm. and like looks kind of dumbfounded. Like she's like, I don't really know what to say to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jen continues that unless you have a proclivity for other women, as we all know that Jen does, Mm -hmm. um, she's like, the best way to deal with men is the same as any other major disaster. You got to know what's coming and you have to prepare. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Dawson's like, okay, I'm I'm going to turn turn this this off. (laughs) And Graham's kind of like stands up for Jen, but Dawson's like obviously nervous. Yeah. Like she... Graham says she doesn't believe that Jen thinks all that. Mm-hmm. Like, and she says she's just fanning the flames of popular culture, which yeah. I didn't really know what that meant. But okay. <laughs> I think she just like gets the vibe and like, yeah, I do too, that Jen's just hamming it up. Yeah. 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 You know? Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, so then we go from there to Joey in the library. Okay. So these are the books. Ready? <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald's This Side of Paradise. Oh, God. That's uh-huh. the masterpiece. Uh-huh. That's the masterpiece, uh-huh. which was published when F. Scott Fitzgerald was 23. Mm-hmm. And Notes from the End of the World by David L. Wilder, as in Professor Wilder. So Joey is there picking up these stupid ass books. I'm and, like, pissed he- about both of them. Yes. And like, ugh, I hate Professor Wilder, hate and I just him. like every time hate him more. Every hate episode more. he's in, oh, yeah. I just it, hate him more. It just gets worse because he's there. Yeah. He just pops up out of nowhere, and I'm like, get the fuck away, dude! <laughs> the library is a very triggering place for Josephine Potter. <laughs> is it? <laughs> get the we, f- we have no. <laughs> get the fuck out of there! I know, I know. <laughs> and then he's like, he pops up, and he goes, um, he. He, Wilder, he's like, don't believe the blurbs. They're all bought and paid for. Okay. This is publishing corner. It's not you true. Ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. All blurbs are bullshit. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's all about who the author knows. In very rare circumstances, it's who the editor or the publicist or the agent knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many blurbs I've written <laughs> that an author has like been like, yeah, slap my name on that, please. Mm. I did not read this book, but I'll put but that. But Gina did write our blurb. Gina did write our blurb, <laughs> and she did read our book. But, um, okay, almost all blurbs are bullshit. <laughs> Ro- Roxanne Gay also reads books um, and blurbs them. Um, if, if you see a Roxanne Gay blurb, those are real. Um, but, like, also, I can't tell you how many authors I've worked with that refuse to read the book that they blurb. Mm. They're like, I'm not going to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just write me something. So anyway, it's weird because it's supposed to distract us from the fact that he assigned the book, first book he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Seemingly maybe the only book he wrote. Okay. For and the first book of his second semester class. Like, I just hate this guy. And I, I know like, that's like kind of be common or like depending on what kind of course you're doing. Sure. You it's know? happened to me before. But like, it, I just hate him even more. Yeah. Yeah. I will say every professor that has assigned me their own book, I have thought was an absolute fucking piece yeah. of trash. Yeah. Um, and he wants, I want, I want to just lay this out here, Aaron. Uh-huh. He wants these freshmen, freshmen mm-hmm. to read his book. And oh, so then this one's a freshman class. 
I think so. Oh, okay. Maybe they're sophomores. Because remember the one she had to like get it. Oh, I don't yeah, accept yeah. freshmen to my creative writing. Right, right, right. Whatever. Oh, maybe it's more. I don't care. But like, whatever. Why am I he trying to find college students? We're just trying to find continuity in Dawson's Creek. Right. <laughs> I don't know why we keep trying. So he wants these people to read his book, mm-hmm. compare it to F. Scott Fitzgerald, which is like the most fucking white male author thing I've ever goddamn I heard. Know. And I've heard a lot of white male author yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And then he wants them to tear his book apart for this class i just don't care everything he says i'm just like shut up get out of here so he tells joey i agree with you because he tells because i'm not going to tell you why he tells joey to read the first blurb she realizes it's it's neil pollock Mm -hmm. and joey's like oh neil pollock and wilder's like the greatest living american writer and i mean first of all i guess that's what his fans call him Mm -hmm. i like looked it up Mm because i was like what okay on what fucking planet? Because because right. here's what I well it makes here's sense what else like I the person he got to write his blurb is like someone he admired you know well it, he tells us it was someone whose like stepdaughter he was sleeping with or something mm-hmm. also but he still admired them you sure know, you know I just want to say so this takes place in 2002 mm-hmm. okay and if we're gonna t- call Neil Pollock this is no offense to Neil Pollock whose work I actually do like mm-hmm. I want to say that in 2000. Jhumpa Lahiri won the Pulitzer for The Interpreter of Maladies, a great book. Mm-hmm. Michael Shaban won in 2001 for one of my favorite books of all time, mm-hmm. Amazing Adventures of Clavelier and Clay. Susan Sontag won the National Book Award in 2000. Jonathan Franzen won it in 2001. You want shitty white male authors that are mm-hmm. actually good? Put Jonathan Franzen. I know. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Please come yell at me on social media about that. I'll discuss it with you all day. It's hard to care what he's talking about, but thank you for caring. <laughs> I, ca- I care because, like, I'm like, you, you're going to say Neil Pollock, no offense to Neil Pollock again, over Jhumpa Lahiri. The mm-hmm. Interpreter of Maladies is a fucking masterpiece. That right. book is so goddamn but good. But this book came out, his first book would have come out, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But if Neil Pollock, oh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. So it's Philip Roth. Yeah. I mean, I another mean, like, piece of shit. Yeah, piece male author, piece of but shit. like, you know. But like, it's, I hear you. Do you and know it, what I mean? And the, it's annoying. It's annoying. I'm annoyed. And it's like another thing where we're like, are we supposed to care about this I mean, guy? Like, and it's just like unimpressive. It's both annoying care. and spot on. Yeah. Because I'm so pissed about and it. Obviously, like, they've hit a nerve. Yeah. They did it right. And it's just like hard to watch Joey be like, I don't even know if she's impressed by this. That's I can't the thing tell. is like it's hard to tell if she even cares about Professor Wilder. Yeah. You know, and like she's like, so what's the book about? And he's like, it's about a group of friends sleeping together. And it's a memory of who I was when I was 20. And I was like, this guy's just Dawson Leary. Also, like this is the big chill, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Wilder thinks she's too sassy because she's like, well, who's the girl in the book? And she's like, you know, he's like, how do you know there's a girl? And she's like, there's always a girl. And she, he's like, you're too sassy now. Like, you're going to have all the boys in my class flirting oh with my you. God. And I'm like, oh, Shut my fucking up. God. Why is he even in the library? <laughs> That's a good question. Why are you there? Get out of here. I know. I know. So he tells her not to stay up all night reading it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so over this. <laughs> just don't care. And we go to civilization and like Pacey's being mopey still. And mm-hmm. Audrey comes up and he's like, you know, like, are you going to tell me what's yeah, wrong or like- do I have to hit you? 
and it's interesting pacey does confide in her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's sad like it's kind of sad that he feels like i understand why he doesn't want to tell dawson or joey but he also feels like he can't tell jen or jack yeah and like jen has been building a friendship with him yeah and we yeah, see yeah. later in this episode yeah you know rebuilding like or at least we've Next seen episode. on screen you know like yeah. what's going on um but uh yeah, it kind of bummed me out. Yeah, because Audrey says, like, you're usually so high energy, which is annoying, but mm-hmm. higher energy Pacey is better than sullen Pacey. And I was like, have we not learned that the hard way? <laughs> For reals. <laughs> see season four. <laughs> yeah, see see the, the last two thirds of season yeah, four. <laughs> Jesus. So Pacey tells her, like, confides in her and tells her about the job. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, good. That's, like, great, right? And he's like, yeah, but, like, I got to, like... I gotta you know. decide, you know, like I've gotta decide soon, you know. And he's like, It's kind of my dream. And Pacey's like, I'm kinda scared to tell Danny. Yeah. And Audrey's like, Well then stay. And Pacey's like, Well, but it's an opportunity. And Audrey's like, Well then go. Totally. And like, cause she's like the greatest. She's like, what are you afraid civilization can't function without yeah. you? And I just feel like these are such lessons that like, I wish I had learned at mm-hmm. like this age of like, it doesn't matter what job you're at. It will function without you. Yeah. It will function differently, but it will function without you. Yeah. Like, and ultimately Audrey's like, whatever choice you make, it's the right one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. totally fine. Totally. And, and Pacey's like, you're not being helpful, but Audrey's like, it like sailing into the Greek Isles sounds amazing. You should do it if you want to do it. Yeah, working also, here sounds amazing. So do it if you want to do, do it. If you want to do that, you know, it's kind of on you to decide what you want to do. Exactly. Um, and then we go back to the frat house where Chad is, of course, carrying a lacrosse stick. What the fuck else would Chad be? <laughs> oh, sorry, Blossom Chad. That's Blossom Chad. Okay. And Jack's like, oh, what's up? Like, you know, because. Or because like chat Blossom is like, I heard you were looking for me. And Jack's like, yeah, what? Like, why do I have this room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this shit's so boring. And, <laughs> you know, and the dude's like, he just lies. And Jack yeah. kind of gets honest. And he's like, look, I wanted to be one of the guys. Like, I didn't want special treatment. Yeah. And like, why did no one want a room with me? Yeah. So I see it from that point of view where he feels like he was the last kid picked, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like that feels like traumatizing to him. Yeah. Although we like don't know how they actually pick the rooms. Totally. So like that also is why it's like hard to care. It's hard to care, but also like there's no way a f- freshman would be in a single. No, that part room makes sense, but yeah. like the way Jack's like, no one wanted to room with me. Yeah. Or like, well, did you get to choose or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And like my brother had a single in his frat. Oh. I mean, he lived in the dorms freshman year, but yeah. like sophomore, junior, and senior year, he, he had, had a single? single. Yeah. He like specifically found a frat that like that was that. an option yeah. yeah like the party ones it was like four to a room and like the nerdy ones is like one to a room yeah totally so chad sorry blossom is like you know you were assigned a ro-. he like finally like tells mm-hmm. him you were assigned yeah. a roommate he felt uncomfortable and like i didn't know what to do he so. says blossom says he needed to be sensitive to this guy's feelings mm-hmm. and i'm like and Jack's feelings, just who cares, right? I know, yeah. Like, who cares? So weird. I mean, which is kind of how Jack feels. And then Jack's like, oh, it was Eric, huh? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, Chad doesn't confirm it, but, like, yeah. Yeah. And, know. Yeah. So Pacey goes to Danny in the kitchen. Yeah. And he's like, I really need to talk to you. And Danny's like, are you going to quit? Like, you know, like, and Pacey's like, oh, I got this spot on the boat. And Danny's like, no worries. I can always find summer help. And Pacey's like, 
it's in three days. Yeah. Like, sorry about the last minute notice, right. you know? And Danny's just kind of like, no worries, man. Like, totally small fine. price to pay. I get it. Yeah. And he shakes Pacey's hand and, like, hugs him and then announces the kitchen to the kitchen, like, Pacey's, Pacey's leaving. Leave. And, yeah. And, like, it, all the chefs clap. Mm-hmm. And, like, Danny's like, okay, I got to go meet the butcher. But if I don't see, like, good luck out there. Yeah. And, like, I get that Pacey's a little disappointed by this interaction. And also, like, it's a, a great lesson that, like, that you are replaceable. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, and, like, my thing is, like, it's freeing to know that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't think it's bad. I think it's very yeah. freeing. Yeah, because then it makes the choice exclusively yours. Yeah. You know, like, do I want to stay or do I want to go? It's all on me. Like, they'll yeah. be fine without me, with or without with me. With or without me. Yeah. So after the shift, like... Audrey comes in to see Pacey and asks mm-hmm. how it was to tell Danny. Mm-hmm. And Pacey's like, he was really great, actually. Yeah. And Audrey's like, why, why are you surprised yeah. about that? Like, <laughs> people care about you and want you to be happy. Yeah. And Audrey says, Audrey's so wise. She's like, I think you really wanted him to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not that you would admit it, but like, maybe you actually like this restaurant and this city and your yeah. life here in Boston. Yeah. And like, Pacey's like, I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it's not the same as like the yacht, a yacht in the Caribbean. Totally. And Audrey's like, yeah, but like, you also want me. So I know <laughs> you totally want me. <laughs> it's funny. I know. I mean, he's like, if you're attracted to me, you can just say so. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have this really cute banter. Yeah. And then like, we see Melanie walk in. Yeah. Like, and- Cause she, he offers her a ride home. They kind of mm-hmm. banter for a while. And then he like offers her a ride home. And then Audrey is like, um, you know, Oh, there's a girl like obviously wants uh, to see you. Yeah. And Audrey's like, who is she? And then Pacey's like, Oh, that's Melanie. Yeah. Like, you know, from the boat. And so I do want to note one thing when they're bantering, Audrey says that, or Pacey says that Audrey's too body for him. Like mm-hmm. that's why he's not attracted to her. And she's like, you make me sound like Bette Midler. And I was like, was Bette Midler body? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I have questions about that assessment. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Well, oh, and then also Audrey, when Melanie walks in and he's like looking, he's like, how do you know she's looking for me? Audrey's like, well, she's either has, um, she either has bad taste in men or is a really smart lesbian. (laughs) I was like, yes. Um, so Audrey decides she's going to take a cab. Yeah. So it's so funny. She's like, so she's like ditches Pacey. Yeah. She's like, okay, um, you're going to, you're not going to wait around for me. Right. I don't yeah, need like, I'm not getting a ride home. I'm and guessing. she's like, so just double up on the birth control and don't push her head down. Girls don't like that. I love <laughs> it's so like, hard. what's up with all the sex in this episode? So here's Okay. So I do have something to say about two things. One, God bless the show for saying that. Yeah. 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 Two, two, I would like to either me or someone else do a podcast one day about how much sex in the city truly changed how women got to talk on TV. Because like, I think this show is such a push pull about that question. Like, mm. I think you can feel but in Dawson this show. But Dawson referenced the porn with Jack. Yes. 
And I do think that changes it too. Like, I think everything got to be a little bit more dirty as uh-huh. Sex in the City, like, became well, it, more popular. Right. Like, well, it's interesting because this show was about sex from the beginning. Absolutely. You know? But, like, the way they talk about it, like, the fact that she says that, like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have said that in season one or season mm-hmm. two. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they say it now. And I do, like, think that you can feel when Sex in the City hits the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and, like, everyone's watching it. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel like you can feel it. Anyway, um, Pacey also, the king that he is, is like, I know not to push a woman's <laughs> head down. And I was like, I damn straight he does. So Jen's walking home and Dawson's sitting outside. Okay, I want to say one thing. Huh. This show does not always know what to do with Jen or Michelle Williams. Yeah. They fucking know how to frame that woman in a frame and I light know. her. Yeah, totally. Whew, she looks beautiful yeah, in yeah, this yeah, shot. Yeah. She knows how to find her lighting. She does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, da- Dawson's waiting outside and he's like, you know, I'm, I was just like out here thinking and like waiting for you. And Jen's like, were you listening? <laughs> and he says yes. Yeah. And Jen's like, actually, like a lot of people were. And the producers want to give me a call and advice show, which is just like funny. She, they say, yeah. Because like she was in the you know, rec- in the radio station all alone. Yeah. Like, and we're like, wouldn't there be other people? Like, a producer, yeah, yeah. you know? It's so funny. Well, she also says that the producers think that she's Boston Bay's answer to Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. So, just yeah. a little more on my Sex in the City rant. But, um, yeah, genuine... And Dawson, like, is genuinely happy about this. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, that's so amazing. Yeah. Again, is. this is my favorite Dawson. I know. And she's just like... Just say it, Dawson. Okay, yes. just like get it Tell over. Tell me with. whatever you're planning on telling me. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson's like, I was just out here thinking, and like, I just kind of want to go out with you more. Like, I want to be able to spend more time with you. Like, we actually spent more time together when we weren't actually living together. Yeah. Than we do now. Yeah. And she like kind of gets defensive and is like, you know, I told you this morning I'm really busy, and he's like, okay, yeah. And then she kind of like stammers a bit and she's like, this is it. You know, like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And Dawson's just like super chill. And is like, look, Jen, I'm like, I don't want to fight with you. Yeah. But like, also, I'm not your other boyfriends. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to cheat on you and I'm not going to leave. Yeah. And he's he goes, you know, I want to I'm going to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. I'd love it if you came with me. Mm -hmm. But if not, I see I'll see you when I get home because I will come home. Yeah, and he says he says say to her like you can keep testing me, but either way the results are going to be the same. I'm going to come home. Yeah, you know, he kind of calls her out. Yeah, and he walks away, and she like looks like she doesn't quite know what to think about mm-hmm. what just happened. Like I she's know. like very like, holy shit. Yeah, it's and interesting to watch her with someone who knows her so well. I was going to say the same thing. Like my note is the same, which is like here's where the work that they've done between the Dawson and Jen characters really mm-hmm. pays off because like. These are two people who do know each other so well. Yeah. And now are dating seriously. Yeah. And like Dawson is like, I know where your insecurities come yeah, from. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a judgment. It feels like a truth. He's not and, throwing it in her face. And he commonly does throw judgments in people's faces. Totally. You know, but it doesn't come across that way, which is so interesting. Right. And like, I'm like, dare I say growth? I know. You know? Yeah. And because he's like, I get you and I'm going to be here. And he, like, lets Jen feel her feelings, mm-hmm. and he gives her the space. And he's while also, also like, I know you probably are going to do this again, but I will still, like, I'm still going to show totally. up. Totally. And, like, this is the thing, right? We never see this kind of behavior between him and Joey in either direction. Mm-hmm. In either direction. Totally. And, like, 
I I actually like really love Dawson and Jen even more in this rewatch than I like I remember liking. I them. totally agree. Yeah. And interesting, a lot of people say like, oh, season four Dawson is gets better, but I didn't remember like and I thought that happened, but I watched season four, I was like, nope. No. No. I can't. He's awful in season four. I can't, too. you know. He's not as awful. Yeah, like okay, awful. so you're not as awful as almost killing Pacey, but like, okay. And uh, telling Joey she's free. I yeah. know. It's like okay. I mean, that's a low bar. <laughs> Seriously, that's not where I'm putting my bar. But then watching this and like him falling in love or like having this more healthy relationship and kind of like finding himself too is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and kind of just like calming like a lot of the anger that we see, mm-hmm. particularly when he's around Joey, mm-hmm. like it's gone. Totally. You don't see it. Totally. Anyway, so we go to the frat house where some dudes are playing Madden football um, and Joe Jack care. comes in and is like, yes, that tracks. Yeah. And is like, you know, is it? Oh, so this is the room I was supposed to be in. And it's Eric playing yeah. it. Yeah. And also, Eric- it's such a college boy room with like posters of girls in bikinis. And like, I was just like, oh, God. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> Eric's like, Fair. Jack, you just have to understand. Like, I just like would feel uncomfortable rooming with it, y- you. <laughs> and Fuck Jack's like, guy. I haven't done anything to you. Like, yeah. you can't make me out to be like this quarantine freak or whatever right because he's like you know yeah you you're afraid that he, jack kind of like sarcastically is like oh i understand completely you think i'm gonna try to convert you <laughs> like make you dress up in tight designer clothes and like all the hidden messages in the disco music us gays love to listen to and i'm like yeah go jack go off and you know jack's eric's like i don't want other people thinking i'm gay yeah and jack like rightfully is like why not yeah and also like this doesn't make sense you're in the room with a gay person they're not gonna think you're gay i know that's, it's not that's just not work. how it was in my college no, no. <laughs> um no. maybe in boston i don't know, I don't know. but that's not how my experience was yeah. it was like no you're you're not gay like that i don't know we accept people's whatever they wanted to identify with sure well and eric's like you know i don't know i guess it's like i'm a bit of a homophobe or something (laughs) and i was like flat out says that and like i have a note about this because i think it's interesting like particularly in from 2021 like the fact that eric is like maybe that's where it comes from there's like a part of me that's like that's the work we all should be doing right Right. like like i feel uncomfortable about xyz thing Mm -hmm. whatever thing it is and then it's like where does that come from you know Mm -hmm. is this because like you know, whatever, a, like a, an Asian American person is saying this to me, right. or is it because no, I like actually don't like the thing that they're saying, yeah, yeah, and it totally. has nothing to do with who's saying right, it. Right, right. Like I do think that as white people, that is work that we do, yeah, definitely. in our own like, mm-hmm. you know, when we feel comfortable, or uncomfortable, or when we feel like, oh, I don't like this thing. It's mm-hmm. like that is work that needs yeah, to be why done. Why don't I like it? Yeah, and like, or why am I reacting like mm-hmm. this or whatever? Um, like. I do think that is worth being done, but I also I was like, he just said it. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so D- Jack though opens the door. He's like, if you want to have a real conversation, my door is open. But otherwise, like, I have no fucking time for you. It's so weird. Yeah. 
So, oh my God, I love this scene <laughs> so much. Because Audrey gets home from waitressing and kicks off her clothes, like starts just like yeah. stripping in the, the doorway, which like f- relatable. Yeah. And Joey's she, being snarky. Yeah. She's like, okay. And like, because Audrey's like, oh, my feet are full of blisters. And Joey's like, I told, told you not to wear you. those shoes. <laughs> and, jo- and Audrey lays down in Joey's bed and she's like, yeah, you always know the answer. Uh, like, they're just so like... What a cute, like, I'm just here for this, like, domesticity of Joey mm-hmm. and Audrey. Mm-hmm. And she, and because Joey's like, oh, how was work? And, like, Audrey's like, I can't even think about it. Like, I'm too tired. I'll tell yeah. you later. And, and Joey confides in Audrey that she got asked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Joey's the big spoon in this scenario, and I just need to point that out. <laughs> the bed looks really big, too. <laughs> it looks bigger than a twin. It definitely yeah. does. So funny. Um, So, like... Yeah, Audrey is like, well, Joey's like, you can't sleep in this bed. And then Audrey's like, this is the most action this bed's seen. <laughs> and then that's when Joey tells Audrey that, like, yeah. she's she, a- got, she asked got asked out. out. And Audrey's like, what? And I guess you said no because of your fixation on Dawson. Yeah. And I was like, someone finally said it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is why we love Audrey. Because Joey's like, how dysfunctional do you think I am? And I'm like, uh, very. Very. <laughs> very. Yeah. Um, Audrey says, and I quote, one lithium pill from a girl interrupted status. And I was like, woof. That is Some dated. Ableist shit. If I've ever that heard is anything. Dated. And Joey's like, no, I said no because he was one of your conquests. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she makes out with Charlie. Uh huh. No problem. Yep. But then she's trying to use this excuse. Uh huh. Interesting. Yep. I had so, a very similar note. <laughs> doesn't make any sense either because, like, what we're supposed to think is Audrey just like had a one night stand with this guy, Elliot. Yeah. And Jen, like, full-out dated Charlie. Yeah, or at least thought she was dating Charlie. I mean, she did date him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Audrey's like, wait, who? (laughs) And Joey, like, tells her. And Audrey's like, I didn't sleep with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, I never fucked that guy. He walked me home as such a gentleman. And as soon as he came in and saw, like, you lived here, he just rambled on about Joey. It's just like, it's such an eye roll. It is. Like the perfect Joey Potter. Oh my god, it's so annoying. Like it these storylines are like so frustrating. I to agree me. with you. I they're frustrating to me too. Oh my I agree gosh, with you. it's so annoying. Yeah, because Joey's like, wait, why didn't you mention this? And Audrey's like, well, if I knew you liked, you thought he was cute, I would have. But like, <laughs> I thought we were not talking about that guy ever again. Yeah. And Audrey then rolls over to go to sleep on Joey's bed, just like gals being pals. I know. And spooning each other, and I'm in love with this. Yeah, like it, I love that part, but it's just the Joey Potter of it all is so annoying. I, I mean, I hear you. Like, I love their relationship, mm-hmm. and I love, I actually love, I, I don't mean to try to make it gay, but like, I actually love their platonic, like, yeah. like, physicality and yeah. like they're like care well, you for see each how other. like joey needs to be like locked in a boat or a dorm right. room to like actually like let her guard down and with connect someone, with someone you know and like audrey's like up to the task of being like you're gonna be my friend right. i'm going to have a best friend college roommate like this is the experience i want so like she needs both joey needs both of those energies you know yeah to be locked in somewhere and someone who's like committed to loving her Totally. But and also, I think like about the kind of like family dynamic that you I mean, not our freshman year, but like, well, kind of our freshman year, but more Mm -hmm. our sophomore year where it's Mm -hmm. like cooking dinner and like being like, hey, I cooked enough for everyone or like whatever. Or are like we had 
like when we all lived together that year, like we had a routine and a domesticity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though we were like drunk, wild college students, mm-hmm. like there was parts of that, like Jeopardy was on at 7 PM every right. day. And like, yeah. you know, a lot of times we all would like come in at seven and right. pile into the living room together. And like, there are those routines. And I think it's a really interesting thing to sort of show mm-hmm. the like, the, like whatever new kind of like family or like, yeah, I mean, those are the parts we love about season five mm-hmm. is like the stories at, you know, Graham's house mm-hmm. and then like this dorm room. Like it's super interesting and also feels authentic to like that part of your life. Yeah. When you're leaving home for the first time, whatever like weirdo living situation you find totally. yourself in. So it feels real. Yeah. But it just sucks that they always have to like then take a good scene and a good moment and be like, isn't Joey Potter perfect? And aren't guys obsessed with her? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I know. No. Pacey hated her for two seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so like that thing that you think is happening actually didn't, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And like Dawson wasn't even interested in her the whole first season, yeah. you know? So like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super totally. weird. So we go then to Pacey and Melanie on Pacey's boat mm-hmm. and they're reminiscent about the good old times. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really glad you're going back out there because like you were so sad and restless, you know, when you got back. And he's like, actually, like, I've kind of done well for myself. Yeah. You know? And she's like, well, I like to think of you on a boat with a fantastic tan and a Hawaiian shirt. Mm -hmm. And like, me too. (laughs) I mean, don't we all? (laughs) But, and then he like asks about her and she's, he's like, do you ever dream of hopping on a sailboat and never looking back? Mm -hmm. And she says, yes, but I, I, but I have school and I've been putting roots down. Yeah. So I got friends. I like my life here and I've been putting roots down. And this is when I like really was like this trope of like the rich girl yeah. and the help like is so obvious. Yeah. And it's weird like why they're bringing this back in like yeah. that like this is what it's going to take for Pacey to decide whether or not he's like committed to like being in Boston or whatever. Right. And like I, I'm going to I'm going to get to it. It's on this same page of notes. I can see it. But like this fantasy element is something that I'm really interested in too of this, like for her, he is like not a real person. Mm-hmm. He's like this fantasy guy of like her, her slacker, mm-hmm. whatever boyfriend. And I think that that's really interesting. And there's a part of me that's like, I kind of wish you had actually explored this of like, what is it to be someone's fantasy? Mm-hmm. And like, how does that like make you like that breaks you down too in a weird way? Mm. You know what I mean? And like, what is it? And I feel like we always see it from like the, like the end that the fantasy is like coming from. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whether the, rather than the end that it's enacted on. Mm -hmm. And so I like, that's an interesting story that I would have. Yeah. I mean, it would have like corrected at least the like fantasy dynamic of Miss Jacobs too. You know, I mean like, we only saw it from Pacey's perspective where he was like, I'm in love with her, like whatever. Yeah. Like she's raping you. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know? And like, it's, I, I think to be honest, so it's a fantasy for both of them, you know, where yeah. like Pacey's like, Oh, I actually could have a relationship with someone who's academically driven. And I didn't like go into yeah. a total shame spiral. And like, it was this amazing, like fun time, you know, totally. on top of like, my experience in in the Caribbean or wherever they were, yeah. Um, but just the way that they reduce it so much, it's just like it's really hard to watch. I agree. And like 
especially coming off season four where Pacey becomes a shell of himself to then have season five storylines where it's like, yeah, he just like, there's nothing wrong with fucking around, but the way that they do it is so bizarre. It's very judgy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's like, Oh, when I'm old, I'm going to remember last summer and it'll make me smile. And he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's like such like, this is like a common, like, Oh, I just backpacked in Europe with my friends and I like fucked this guy on the beach. And like, you know, like this is like a white girl thing or whatever (laughs) um that is like it's fucking disgusting i don't know it's hard to get past for me to be honest well then she kisses him and is like you know because he's like oh let me tell me about this guy and she's she's like no let's bone instead basically it's so weird and then we cut to the next morning where pacey comes out of his room and she's like getting dressed Mm -hmm. and he's like oh walk you there's like a bagel place and she's like nope sorry i'm already late (laughs) And, and he's like, you look great. He's like, so char- He's just as charming I know. as ever. He's like, you look so beautiful in the morning. And she's like, well, I've gotten used to roughing it with you. Yeah. Like, I brought my own soap. Or something. Something like that. Because she's like, and he's like, you know, last night was great. And she's like, yeah. Um, okay. And he's like, you know, you make a man want to stay on shore for a while. <sighs> and she's just like, don't ruin my perfect fantasy. Yeah. She's literally like, don't ruin my sleeping with the help fantasy. Yeah. It's so gross. (laughs) And then she tells him to call him next, call her next time she's in Boston or he's in Boston. I mean, and that's a wrap on Melanie. Like goodbye to Jennifer Morrison. Like she gets to go be on house or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like such a disservice. It was such an, it could have been such an interesting storyline, but to like have it be reduced in this way. And like what we're supposed to take away is like Pacey's like, the other sex kitten, the male sex kitten, you know, like yeah. like Jen, where like we're like, well, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. in either character, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we go to Jen's bathroom where mm-hmm. Dawson walks in, and Jen has bought him a new toothbrush. Yeah. And she explains the peace she, offering. She's so right. She's so soft when mm-hmm. she comes in. She's like, and she asks him, she's like, could you not leave shaving cream in the mm-hmm. sink? And he's yeah. like, yes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, do you know why I wear makeup? <laughs> and Dawson says, acquiescence to images presented in a male-dominated media. <laughs> she's like, there's my feminist boyfriend. Okay, I have something to say about this. <laughs> okay. Dawson Leary is not a feminist. No. He's a dude that says he's a feminist. Yeah, I mean, I think And that- then does literally nothing to help women. Yeah, I think he's the idea that white people portrayed was feminism, in male ally feminism in 2002. Right. But like, and I, I, we look at it and we're like, no, I mean, I, look at here's the thing. He is not always awful to women. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't hit a woman. Sure. But that's a low ass fucking bar. Yeah. That's not a feminist. No. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think of being a, quote, good guy, whatever that means to whomever is, you know, putting that label on, it means you're a feminist either. Like, I agree. You know, and, and it's it's hard, you know, it's hard to even imagine men being feminist, to be honest, you know? Yeah. I mean, that being said, like, feminism is inherently, like, colonialist and, like, you know, usurped by white women. So there's problems with the terms in general. But, like, Dawson, no. Yeah. Just being like, oh, your acquiescence to media, like, mm. I mean, I appreciate you for acknowledging that, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you're still like, you know, trying to participate in that film community. Like, yeah. he's trying to make blockbuster films. Yeah, that like, you know, I, yeah, I do. like, so it's not like he's trying to tell these stories that 
are different or he's like i'm gonna go to hollywood and i'm gonna shake things up yeah it's like that's not what we've seen as his mission right and jen so jen says well you know when i was a little girl i learned that i should hide and cover myself up and that was protection Mm -hmm. and she says it's really weird to live with someone and be with someone who no matter what you do can always really see you Mm -hmm. and dawson's like that that's a little scary and jen's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's a lot scary yeah and he's like i just can't express how soft they are in this scene towards each other and i do love it because he's like does it would it help if i reminded you how much i like what i see Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah it does help it's hard because I love Jen so much and yeah. I wish he could just say, I love you. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. like we haven't heard him say that to her. Right. Um, Dawson thanks her for his new toothbrush and she comes up and kisses on the cheek and says, good morning. And then they brush their teeth together. Yeah. And she like, you can see her like slowly getting more comfortable. Yeah. They're smiley and cute. Yeah. yeah it's really cute. So, uh, Joey Potter is in a great coat <laughs> and comes up to a dorm room. Mm-hmm. And as she's going to knock, Elliot comes out of it. Right. And he's like, Oh, are you, are you lost? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, I kind of am. And then she's like, you know, I came here to tell you something. <laughs> and she tells him that like the night that they met has taken on a mythic significance. <laughs> And, like, kind of tells him the story without telling him the story of, like... She's super vague and weird and rambling and, like, living in this world that Joey Potter does where she's like, let me tell you things that don't matter to you. Exactly. And act like they're super intense and you should care them in this super intense manner. But, like, I'm going to be super vague and unclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, because she's like, I was waiting on a friend, but that doesn't mean I want to don't want to make new friends. And I was thinking, like, maybe we could just start over. Mm-hmm. And he's like. And it's hard because I think we're supposed to be like, oh, she's so cute and word vomiting. But, like, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way now. Um, I don't feel that way now. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Elliot, like, tells her that he's like, I never slept with your roommate. I just, like, want you to know that. Yeah. And then she asks him for coffee. Yeah. And he says. <laughs> Oh, I have to go to class. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, no, I just wanted to see if you'd be disappointed. I'm like, weird, but okay, Elliot. Ditches ass. (laughs) That's so creepy. I know it is. So they like, I don't know. They go off and get coffee. It's hard to care because she's not interested in him. My thing is like, like, I think it's one of those situations like Jen where it's like, he likes you. And it's like, she doesn't like him, though. Right. That's like part of Joey Potter's charm is like these guys like her and she's like, fuck you. you yeah, know? get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. And I like there's a part of me that like that, like the word vomiting that you're talking about, like I kind of wish that we like got that maybe in a different way, because I do think there's an interesting idea there of like her defensiveness mm-hmm. giving way to this like kind of awkward mess mm-hmm. that like that's kind of part of what her defensiveness is like mm-hmm. in reference to is that she's like terrible at talking to dudes communicating. I, I mean, she is terrible at communicating, <laughs> but like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I would love to see that. Like, right. that's a really interesting, that's actually a really interesting character trait, right? Mm-hmm. That like, you're defensive and shitty and then like the second that you like put any of that guard down like you're just terrible at this like right. that's yeah, actually yeah. fascinating yeah, yeah you know what i mean anyway you should have cast this guy better absolutely <laughs> so jack gives his keys to chad sorry yeah. that's blossom i kept calling him chad um okay. and he doesn't he's like i don't think i should live here under these circumstances 
Yeah, because he's like, I'm just like, I'm not quitting the frat, but like. Yeah. Yeah. And then Eric follows him out and like apologizes and is like, you know, I don't want you to leave. Like, if you want a room together, that's cool. And like, (laughs) Jack's like, oh, are you sure? Yeah. And Eric's like, yeah, this has been a real eye opener. And like, I'm just like, I wish Jack's job wasn't to make straight people okay with being around gay people. But, like, also in 2002, that was, like, the role of so many gay characters on TV that I, like, And characters of color. Right. Totally. Totally. But it's, it's like, I can't totally write it off, but I'm also, like, man, that sucks. Well, it's hard because it's sloppy storytelling. Mm -hmm. We don't... We didn't need the other Chad. We could have just had Eric and Jack on this journey right. together. Other Chad, what the fuck is he? Up? Yeah, like Blossom, we don't need that guy. No. And so since we only get a scene of like Eric being like, I didn't want them to think I was gay. Maybe I'm a homophobe. Or like, that's all it took? Yeah. Because then that means that like the whole storyline that they've laid out is that like when Eric comes to Blossom is like, I don't want to, I don't think I feel comfortable rooming with jack no one said like why or like mm-hmm. what's going on let's talk about this like mm-hmm. you know again like you said no one advocated for jack no right. one was like well how would jack feel not. about this um and that's like like on the one hand it feels unbelievable to me yeah that they wouldn't be like why like you're telling me that this guy was like yeah i'm gonna share a room for a year to make you feel better with no follow-up questions i mean i'm gonna give up my room and private bathroom there's yeah i mean for with no follow-up questions i do i think someone would do that but like without being like walk me through this i mean uh, there's a part of me that thinks that they did walk through it and the guy was like i don't want to share a room with a gay guy and they were like yeah tracks yeah totally that's great but i agree but then it's like then eric says the same conversation to jack and then suddenly is like you opened my eyes well like is it because he sees that it actually did hurt jack to hear that (laughs) and now his eyes are opened i don't know that's what i mean it's like hard to give a fuck about this storyline i agree and because like who are we supposed to root him for because after watching this we're like jack these people are assholes right we've we're trying to be on your side and see what you see even though we're on jen's side and joey's side (laughs) you know but like we get it you want to do this so we're trying to and at every turn it's fucked up and like i just don't know why you want to participate in this like even the narrative you're telling yourself that you fit in and it's a place you've always wanted to fit in you don't yeah time and time again yeah so it's hard to care it agreed um then we go to pacey's boat where yeah jack said he's gonna think about it oh yeah yeah, yeah. they like shake hands yeah bro code bro (laughs) yeah what is it gentlemanly means (laughs) oh god (laughs) don't watch the skulls um (laughs) at pacey's boat audrey like walks in and Pacey's packing mm-hmm. and then she like asks if Melanie was good in the sack and he's like do you really want to hear that and she's like no gross <laughs> and they like banter and she makes him come outside yeah and like the gang's all here it's so cute and yeah. it's cute that Audrey organized it I, I like that yeah. yeah Joey's like when were you planning on telling us that you were leaving oh yeah. my god I'm gonna leave without telling anyone yeah and Jen's like we're not gonna talk you into staying yeah like, and he's like, ask you to stay yeah we're not going to ask you to stay. And he's like, you know, I wasn't worried about that. And Jack's like, well, you know, we thought we were going to have you only for a limited time anyway. Yeah. And 
Joey's and Joey's just like, we're happy for you because this is like an opportunity and we know what it means to you. And yeah. it's so cute to see all of them there, like seeing him. Yeah. And like totally. understanding what's happening. Yeah. You know? And I think this is like the first time Pacey's really felt that way. I agree. And they got him this present and he opens it and it's a sextant, which yeah, is an- Joey hands it to him and she but she's like, it was Dawson's idea. Yeah, and it's from all of us. Yeah. And it's a sextant, which is an old school um like sea navigation tool. It measures the distance between the horizon and like a celestial body. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, This is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And but he I, he like he's thanks like- him and he's like, but I can't take this. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they wonder why. They're like, not that we're complaining, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. so cute that they're all offering these explanations. Yeah. Like, we know you're sensitive, Pacey's. So, like, why are you staying? But, like, we, not complaining. Not complaining just, like, about want, it, but why? Asking a follow-up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just Boston isn't that bad. Yeah. And then he says he has nothing to run from. For the first time. Yeah. And the camera cuts directly to Joey. I know. <laughs> who, who does give like a half smile. Mm-hmm. Like like she's like, I see you. Yeah. I see you. Super interesting. Yeah. And then he jokes that he doesn't think that civilization will survive without him. <laughs> and Audrey's like, and you want me. Yeah. Casey's like, of course. And he's like, and now I need to find a place to live. Yeah. And Jen's like, there's always room at Graham's. And he's like, yikes. Nope. That Absolutely is not. That is no, 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 no. And Joey's like, oh, you're just stuck with us, I guess. <laughs> you know, and we fade out on all of them, like kind of laughing on the docks. And it's really cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this episode. Yeah. I mean, obviously, any episode that doesn't have Dawson and Joey together like, on ooh, screen is God, amazing. Great, great um, you know, like and and this isn't like a two centric joey episode her storylines have been boring because yeah. her storyline in this one's boring agreed and it's hard to know who we're caring about i love that they're bringing audrey more into the fold i agree you know like yeah. she organized a lot of you know the yeah. things and she moved the plot along so that's good you know and that and then like because they're pairing her with pacey we get more pacey time yeah his storyline's weird but like whatever, whatever. <laughs> i don't know yeah and i love the um the jack i mean i don't love the jack stuff. yeah that's the only stuff i mean i love jack but like i'm like there's just part of me that's just like get out of there dude yeah well like it's just like what's the message here that it's like part of jack's journey to like not gaslight himself you know totally that's kind of what it seems like totally. you know it's like the the white man's journey of realizing he's gay and will like never fit in the way he wants in the white man's world you know yeah and and i'm gonna have more to say about that in the next episode but Mm -hmm. like yeah i think i think that's part of it is like realizing the places where you don't have privilege right but it still feels like sloppy storytelling i agree so it's kind of hard oh i agree yeah um to like even care and it's so many frat dudes on screen It's like, wait, I know I've seen this guy, but who the fuck is this? And, like, I don't even care. I don't care. Like, you know, like, it's fine to have, like, one. Like, yeah. fine. We can have that guy, Eric. We've already seen him on the date with Audrey. Like, we could have, like, they could have gone to pledging together. Like, why yeah. do we have to have, like, a half dozen of them? There's been so many. So many. I'll name Chad. Yeah. Why did I have to name them all Chad? I don't know. So confusing. <laughs> and then, like I said, at the expense of, like, having just, like, 
small character roles for like female college yeah. characters you know like where where's the other girl who has a radio show you know or totally. like where's the other you know like or that smart girl on the rose lazar project totally you know? like, we, why couldn't we get more of her or like whatever i don't know i don't care but like just yeah. more girls on screen in general so it doesn't always have to be like boring frat dude and like creepy guy who like we're supposed to care about that's trying to fuck joey yeah I'm here. I'm I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm here with you. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? I am rooting for Pacey. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Jen and Dawson. Yeah. Like really rooting for Jen and I Dawson. I know. They're so cute this together. This was a great episode for them. I know. I really liked them in this episode. Well, it's cute that we get to see like the building of a healthy relationship. That's the thing. And I think like especially in contrast to like the building of a relationship, which is what we love about Dawson's Creek, the Pacey and Joey of like falling mm. in love. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get to see them being in love, which was such a disappointment about season right, four. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And so to see like this couple like because we didn't get to see them really falling in love in the same way, but mm-hmm. seeing them like falling in love within their relationship and building a healthy relationship is, is really fun to watch, especially on a show like Dawson's Creek where we haven't really seen that much like healthy relationships, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the first time maybe since like Pacey and Andy. And at the end we realized that like they were setting up an unhealthy dynamic, which we might find out about Dawson and Jen, but like, you know, that was like the last time when we saw people like together being on good footing i thought right because joey and pacey have fun until they realize that they're attracted to each other and then it's like drama yeah and i mean i'm here for it those are the best episodes but but like once they're together like season four and on it's hard to see like a good scene of them together it's not it's few and far between yeah that's why everyone's favorite or that's why our favorite episode of season four is you know episode four yeah when they're like they're cute together and they're like in love and all this stuff and they're like you like seeing that yeah, yeah, and yeah. since we don't really see it at all the whole time they're together yeah it's such a disappointment yeah and yeah. we see them like trying and attempting to communicate as they're falling in love but then when they are in love and together just like no nah. yeah i mean i think that's a I think that's a cardinal sin of a lot of shows is like mm-hmm. they get people together and then they're immediately like how do we break them up i know and i i will have to say like in the past maybe 10 years mm-hmm. like I feel, or 15 years. When did Friday Night Lights start? 15 years ago? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, um, a lot of people realizing that actually it's really interesting to watch a couple make it work. Especially when they're so young, you know, cause you're going to break up anyways, but like, it doesn't have to be all about making them break up, you know? Totally. But it's I like just, the keep... fun time of people falling in love and being sloppy and messy and not like all about like... and learning things. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like in this episode, we got to see Dawson and Jen, like l- kind of learn things about how they were going to be in a relationship together mm-hmm. where like Dawson's like, I can see you pushing on me and I, I know you well, so I know why you're doing this. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you push on me in this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know I'm not crossing – like, I'm not crossing your boundaries. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you can't push me away. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, that's really f- – to me, that's really fun to watch and that's really fascinating to mm-hmm. watch. And, like, and like even, like, that they're kind of living together. I mean, yeah. they are living together. Yeah, yeah. That, like – navigating that i mean that's like a fucking mood yeah like totally. the first time you live with someone and have to navigate like yeah how to deal with them mm-hmm. i mean and with their guardian in there <laughs> i mean and like there's other yeah there's yeah. other things going on <laughs> i mean but like yeah that's to yeah. me that's like really fascinating 
Totally. And, that, and I love watching that. And I think like, I will say, I do think that like there was something about Tammy and Eric on Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. that like actually like clicked for some people where some writing yeah, teams yeah. where it was like, oh, look at how well this works. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with showing like one of the healthiest, most dynamic relationships ever. Totally. Seen, and it's know? not that they don't fight and it's not that they yeah, don't have problems totally. and it's not that things always go well. It's mm-hmm. that actually you really get to root for people. Yeah, exactly. And you're rooting for both of them. I think that sometimes yeah. you're only rooting for one of them or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's good. Yeah. And some of my favorite shows, all of my favorite shows now, I feel like have a, a main couple at the center mm-hmm. that like, I'm like, yes, like, mm-hmm. and are like, they get together and there might be a bump or two on the way to getting together. Mm-hmm. But like, once they're together, it's like, they're together. Yeah. And then, we're not like, like trying to break them up. Yeah. Like that's not going to move the plot along. Yeah. Necessarily. It's not yeah. that fun to watch. No. Especially when it's forced because people can naturally break up, you know, but it just totally. like, you know, specific to Pacey and Joey, it just felt so forced. Well, yeah. The way in which they broke up. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because like not to like belabor the friends point, but like the Ross and Rachel of it all. Like I think that actually the reason that they break up and the way that they break up is perfect. Like, They should have broken up for Mm -hmm. the reasons that they did. The problem is when they try to force them back together. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Without reconciling why they broke up and admitting to their issues, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say the line that you all, I'm sure, have in your heads at this moment. But yes. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm definitely enjoying Dawson and Jen and it's just hard to then like Joey's storylines have been so boring and lacking and you wish like like it was like while I thought it was a little bit inappropriate she was talking to Pacey about how she felt about it like you kind of she has Audrey right there or like maybe if she had another fucking friend in college instead of all these stupid frat bros we could have she's not gonna talk to Jen about how she feels about Jen dating Dawson oh oh sorry I thought you meant about Elliot no, sorry, like sorry. Th- that's what I mean. That I don't care about this storyline, yeah. but like it's like that's what should have happened in season four of like Joey struggling to see Dawson falling in love with someone sure. and how that felt to her instead of having Joey Dawson always being in Joey's relationship and then Joey always being in Dawson's relationship. Yeah, that shit's fucking boring <laughs> and it yeah. didn't make sense. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so it was really hard to watch. But like if we could have seen this season of like Joey coming to terms, like she realized that she got replaced which is what she needed to realize in season four yeah that she is no longer the center of dawson's life yep and that's fine you know and And life goes on yeah like watching that and having her come to terms in the way in which dawson is in her life would have been such an interesting storyline instead of have to give a fuck about professor wilder and now this guy elliot yeah agreed hard pass (laughs) (laughs) okay for our listener corner this Mm. is from tara i think it's tara might be tara but (laughs) um Interestingly, interesting that we saw Pacey change the subject when Joey finally asked Pacey a question about himself, um, about his car. Mm. Where did you get the car? I liked hearing your thoughts on why he divulges to Audrey instead. I've noticed most of the season Pacey has avoided sharing much about his life with both Joey and Dawson, whereas we've seen him talk all about Danny and Karen to Jen, and we've seen in four scary stories that Jack also knows about the, quote, drama. In four scary stories, Joey, meanwhile, has never even heard of Karen, and most of the scenes with Pacey and Joey have the conversation revolving around her and Dawson. When Dawson at one point asks a 
about Karen, Pacey refuses to talk about it, not wanting to bother him when he's going through the loss of his father. But I wonder if there is more to it. Mm. I wonder if Pacey still doesn't feel comfortable sharing too much with his old, quote, best friends after everything that happened in seasons three and four. Probably not something the writers were thinking about or intended, but it's where my mind goes every time I see Pacey stare conversations with Joey and Dawson away from himself, yet openly share with Jen, Jack, and Audrey. I don't feel like I don't feel he feels I don't think he feels as close to Dawson and Joey at this point as they maybe feel to him. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that um seems pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely well, and it's like it seems like they're not doing the work, you know, mm-hmm. like I think Joey tried to like, you know, have that conversation on the boat. Like we dated once, which mm-hmm. like I think is an icebreaker, but it should be like an ongoing conversation of like where they are to each other in each other's lives. And we've yeah. never really seen that. And again, that would have been good storytelling for the show because we love seeing them on screen together. Totally. And like, I feel like we got the rightful breakup of the like long, you know, break three episode breakup in season four. We're like, finally, she's like, you wouldn't have to ask. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but like, they're totally should break up, yeah. like, uh, you know. Yeah. And so like it, it feels like we don't need we don't need to have more sob stories, sad no, 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 stories. No, 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 no. But we do need to like say, like, have the more conversation of like. Look, you were a big person to me. Like, both of them feel this way. And I love you so much. And I just, like, I couldn't do it. And, like, I feel guilty about that. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it isn't. And, like, where are we in each other's lives would have been so interesting. But, like, you kind of do get the opinion he doesn't trust, you know, he definitely doesn't trust Dawson. And he doesn't trust Joey. Yeah. And I can't help but feel it's because Joey is always quick to lie. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also think, like... I don't know. It's it's interesting because we haven't gotten like his kind of like where his head's at, mm-hmm. you know, and I think like he's been really gracious with them both, mm-hmm. uh, particularly about like each about Dawson and Joey, possibly mm-hmm. whatever in those first few episodes, you know. But was he like that to Dawson? Oh, I don't know if he was like that to Dawson. I mean, he he definitely was definitely was like to that Joey. to Joey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and he and he was so he gave her so much space of mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. there's no hard feelings here. Um, and there's a part of me that's like mm, there should have maybe been one or two. I know that's <laughs> what I mean. Is that like we never like it, that's it always feels so selfish so much that she never was like I know it's weird to be talking to you about this or yeah. like how do you feel about us talking about this? Is this crossing a boundary? Is this making you feel uncomfortable? Right. Like you know I don't have that many friends. I don't have many people to confide in. You know. Well, or but she she did like kind of look at him like. And I don't, I, this isn't the same as communicating, but she mm-hmm. did give him a look like, are you really sure you want to hear this? Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, and he kept talking about it with her. So like, I agree. She didn't communicate, communicate, but like she communicated in her weird Dawson's Creek, Joey Potter way, mm-hmm. you know? But I do think like, I, I but like, that's I, not the work, I guess is the thing. It's not the work. Yeah. You're right. Totally. But like, in the last episode where he like where they really enjoyed each other and had fun together and mm-hmm. you really remembered that like these are two people that know each other really really well yeah like their whole lives yeah and not their whole lives they lived t- together on a boat mm-hmm. for 3 months mm-hmm. they like dated for an entire year mm-hmm. like these are two people that are extremely comfortable around each other and like that's what i do like about um something wild mm-hmm. is like 
you see them and you see him like kind of force her out of her shell a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, and like, and remind her that like when she slumps into that, like idea of who she thinks she is of like the prude and like, yeah, little Joey Potter. He's like, no, there's that other Joey that like goes on a boat and sings on my own. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff, you know, exactly. And so I think like, there's that like I do I like those moments with them mm-hmm. of like the reminders but I agree there's like we don't get to see the work and like like I've been saying over and over again with Dawson and Jen I love that we have seen all this work between the two of them mm-hmm. and so watching their relationship feels like such a payoff to that totally totally and a payoff in multiple ways because you're like oh wow this totally makes sense but also like wow their relationship is actually the best one we've seen on the show so far totally <laughs> The healthiest we've seen so far. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even though they're kids and they like act out because they don't know what to do. Sure. Dawson's like, I know you're pushing me away. And then she's like, you're right. I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. And like, OK, I see that, you know, and like they, she, you know, they go back and like talk about it again. Well, and he gives her space and she takes that space. Yeah. And then the next morning is like, OK, I'm ready to have right. a conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's an adult. That I feel like that's a thing that I didn't learn until I was in my 30s. Yeah. Where I would like, if you're mad at me, I'm going to hound you until we talk about it. And mm-hmm. like, that's like 16 year old Julia. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to do this. Uh-huh. Totally. Let people have their space until they calm down and can actually have a conversation right. with you. Yeah. Just, so if anyone needs that advice. <laughs> took me a long time to learn it. But yeah, I definitely agree that. Yeah. Joey's like, yeah, we're all back to being best friends. Like nothing happened. And yeah. Pacey's like. Yeah, Pacey seems a little removed. And Dawson is definitely like they're trying I feel like Dawson and Pacey are just trying to reimagine what their relationship means. Yeah. And like Dawson does like he's done therapy, so he does seem in like a better place, you know? Mm. And like he even said, like, this is one of my oldest friends. Yeah. Like he knows, like, oh, you're my old friend, like yeah. not my best friend. So they've tried to work on it, but yeah, Pacey's like still trying to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And fair. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Dawson, yeah, that was a whole shit show <laughs> that, mm-hmm. like, totally destroyed Pacey. And, you know, there are other people, too, but, like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for not a girl, not yet a woman, hashtag free Britney. Mm-hmm. This is from Morgan. Turning 30 last month has me thinking a lot about the meaning we assign to arbitrary ages mm. as I concern myself with whether or not I had accomplished what I'm supposed to accomplish by this milestone. I'm in my thirties now. So am I supposed to know what I'm doing? Right? Nope. <laughs> Honestly, I think my biggest accomplishment of my twenties was figuring out my priorities and my limits and boundaries and taking them into consideration makes me feel like an adult. 18 feels like a really arbitrary milestone Mm. here in the u.s we associate 18 with the ability to vote and 21 with the ability to drink but 50 years ago those rules were switched here's there's not much consistency in when we consider a person a quote adult and has autonomy over what they want to consume or who they want in leadership or when to enter into major financial agreements. But I think what bothers me most about it is the binary nature when aging and maturity really happens on a continuum. It's hard to place readiness for something at a single point as if one day you're not ready and the next day you are. And that everyone reaches that at the same time as if everyone's childhood prepares them uniformly for adulthood. 
to me, the ability to understand and live with the consequences of our decisions, both good and bad, is a hallmark of adulthood, which may have been the aim of assigning an age. But in the meantime, people have come to associate adulthood with the lifting of a restriction instead of the gaining of a responsibility. Mm. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. I think I think it's complicated because I think that there are certain things that we just have to have an age for. Mm-hmm. Like like we were talking about um, with when we when maybe it was during the Miss Jacobs episodes, mm-hmm. the age of consent. Yeah. Where it's like we have just arbitrarily decided that it's 18 mm-hmm. and like we just have to all go along with that. Yeah. And like I think that there's a nuanced conversation to have about why we cho- choose an age like that. But mm-hmm. like once we do. Yeah. That like. There just can't be any leeway. Right. And so... <laughs> the the struggle to choose an age in human, like, you know, minds is so hard that once we choose, we have to just go with it. <laughs> totally. And, like, and I agree with you. It's, like, I don't think that 18... I mean, I remember on my 18th birthday, the only thing I was really excited about was I could fucking buy cigarettes mm-hmm. everywhere and not just at the place that would sell them to yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I also underage. remember at 18 still being like, I'm not going to fuck a 50-year-old. Oof, no. You know what I mean? So like, and even though that's allowed, I still, I personally look down on it. I personally am not going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And I look down on it. Yeah. You know, totally. Totally. And so I think like, I think sure, like those things are arbitrary and yeah, I, I'm Italian. I'm half Italian. So I was given wine Mm -hmm. from a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that number, that arbitrary number of 21, Mm-hmm. felt like a mere suggestion in my family right. rather than a, something a law to abide by and was more just a hindrance of when I went out mm-hmm. you yeah. know and so but at the same time well it just speaks to like social norms and then laws totally and at the same time there's the question of like because I did drink in high school and I um drank pretty heavily sometimes mm-hmm. in high school and so you know there's a question of like you know um is breaking those laws Mm -hmm. something that I mean I don't know it's hard for me to make a judgment I know how I would felt at the time I know how adult I felt and how grown up I felt Mm -hmm. and I also look back on it now and I'm like I made some decisions that I would not have made now yeah and I think there was a pervasive narrative at least within my family of like oh well if you don't like make it be bad that drinking then like you'll develop better boundaries with it and you're like I don't think that that's true (laughs) like when I reflect upon Mm -hmm. it now and I think that that's Mm -hmm. like a lot of the like because I grew up culturally Catholic so we were allowed to drink so I think that that narrative was false right you know personally um and I also think like because I have big when I hit big birthdays like mm -hmm. 30 when I hit 30 and now I'm getting pretty close to 40 Mm -hmm. Um, like I definitely have my moments of like she utter and sheer panic. <laughs> and then also my moments of like, I do look at them sometimes as like ways to take stock and be like, mm-hmm. you know, am I where I wanted to be? Um, and do I, did I really have any plans for this? Right. You know, that's kind of a, a thing that I think about, but also like, I think as I have gone through a lot of therapy, um, I've also kind of amended how I feel about that and Mm -hmm. about those things is it's like, I'm much more, um, I see things much more on like a spectrum Mm -hmm. than I used to have like, okay, what have I achieved? Mm -hmm. You know, by the time I'm X, whatever. And like, 
the problem is, is when my mindset was like that, I, um, I was really kind of killing myself, mm. um, particularly with work in regards to work, mm-hmm. you know, and I've told the story of how this podcast got started, that I worked myself into urgent care multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was sick, I was watching Dawson's Creek and <laughs> DMing Aaron. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, you know, I, that is not a place where I'm at anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not at a place where I will work myself you into. you figured out your priorities and your limits and boundaries, <laughs> like Morgan said. Yeah, she did it in her 20s. I waited till my 30s <laughs> to each their own, Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's complicated. I definitely think age is such a weird construct and I've never felt old ever. So, mm. But people always tell me like, oh, you're that old, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it's just like such a weird Someone thing. Someone literally told it to sat to me like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's like so weird. Yeah. I mean, it, because it just like, I don't know, it doesn't really mean anything. But I do think birthdays are like, just for me personally, like a marker of time so mm. you can reflect. And so like, that's why, like, I think in a lot of ways they're given weight. I mean, I'm a Leo, so we like to celebrate our birthdays. But, mm-hmm. but like also like it's just like a remember of like, damn, a fucking year passed. Like, wow. Okay. (laughs) You know, otherwise, like, I don't know if I would notice, I would just like keep on trucking, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which I, I don't personally think it's healthy. I do think you need to have like a moment where you stop and reflect and reflect, you know, like I, like I personally benefit from like, just like, okay, we need to take stock of what's happened in the past, like 12 months in the past, like three years, five years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, like, what you're doing, the path you're going and what you're moving forward with. Um, and then that being said, I always feel like a confliction of whether I'm an adult or not, you know, mm, like yeah. I know I am. And I like, sure. know to people younger than me that I am like an adult for sure. But then like, you know, to, I, it's hard to feel that way in like all situations, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> when you look at your peers, it just depends on who you're comparing yourself to. I think. Totally. Totally. Cause I think like, I like what Morgan said at the end about responsibility versus like, like losing a restriction. restriction. Yeah. Cause I think it's kind of both, Mm -hmm. you know? And in a way, like if you kind of not like a legal restriction, Mm -hmm. but if you just look at like, I think as I get older, I shed some of the restrictions that I, that are put on myself, like Mm -hmm. self-inflicted. And so I don't think that it necessarily stops with the restrictions Mm -hmm. and with the shedding of restrictions, but Um, and I don't think it's always about adding responsibility. Right. I think it's kind of somewhere in the middle. There's kind of this flux point where Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, sometimes you do have more responsibility and like, you know, maybe you're having a kid and like, Mm -hmm. that is a big responsibility or maybe you're, you know, buying a house and that is a big responsibility or, um, you know, (laughs) I'm about to get a new car. That's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, what is that? Like, those are all things that, like, yeah, sure, as you get older, you do have to, like, take those on in some ways. But also then, like, what are the things – I guess for me, like, the losing of restrictions is more – at this point, right, it's less about, like – have I hit an age where I can run for president yet or whatever the (laughs) next one is for me? Like I've gone through most of them, but, but like, um, AARP club. (laughs) (laughs) That was mean. (laughs) I think that's the next one, right? I know. Right. (laughs) But, um, but so, you know, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At some point I'll be able to move into a retirement community or something. Yeah. Or get the like unlimited lifelong, um, national, national parks. parks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> that one like comes early yeah you have to only be like 55 yeah it's like Priorities. ten dollars yeah oh i'm excited <laughs> can't wait yeah so interesting um thank you morgan yeah, and thank, thank you. you tara and thank you everyone for being here and yeah. making space with us um we hope you're enjoying season five as much as we are yeah i'm having <laughs> a blast real delight um Especially after season four, I keep Oof. saying it, but Oof. like, man, this one's so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all fun too. It's yeah. like a lot of friends. Like nothing really happens, but it's a lot of friends. Yeah, and I'm nothing. Absolutely nothing is happening. I know, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah, still. totally. And you're like, okay, yeah. I'm here for this. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, we hope y'all are just staying safe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like you're supposed to shop for the holidays now. <laughs> Aaron's having crisis I'm having of a faith crisis about, it. about it. I already think. <laughs> a holiday around capitalism is so haunting and the fact that we're just like openly admitting admitting it Mm -hmm. is and like everyone's okay with that is really it's a lot to swallow if you don't get the gifts christmas is ruined it's like what (laughs) i will i'll make any sense if that's what you think i would advise you to listen to watch whatever the grinch how the grinch stole christmas (laughs) and um take some take some lessons yeah I mean, I think that we're all in this period where we're like, how did last year like develop new traditions and like mm-hmm. for holidays and stuff like that, which is really sad on the one hand, but also like really empowering too. Yeah, agree. So like what we can take away from that um, might be good um, mm-hmm. since I know like not everyone was comfortable like seeing their family around the holidays because yeah. it, it wasn't entirely safe. Um, yeah. So what a weird time to be alive. But like, oh, I yes. guess like you know, those supply chains. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, as someone who has to work with a supply chain, I'll say they are fucked. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We all know they're fucked. Like, it's funny to watch people be like, now to get errands, I have to go to three different stores. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but like, that's how it was when I was a kid, man. You should you should <laughs> have to go to it. No. Yeah. Um, this idea that we're gonna have like absolute abundance at all times is false and intensely problematic because we don't live in an abundant society. There is scarcity amongst everything. Um, you know, not including labor. Um, so yeah, we want to shout out all of our labor movements. We're not supposed to eat free to lay products right now. Yeah. Um Ayatsi just um, voted to strike and thank you. Oh God, I forgot to look your name up before I got on this. I hit record, but someone actually sent me the um, Ayatsi. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I'm well, so they sorry voted that I forgot to who it strike is. They voted to strike. To authorize a strike, but yeah. they're not striking yet. Yeah, they're, they're not striking negotiating, yet. But stay tuned. Yeah, we support them. We support them. You know, there's a hospital in massachusetts that's mm. been striking for like six months now wow um yeah so th- there's coal miners right I that have been so. striking for since april yeah and then yeah the frito-lay in, yeah. in omaha is striking so yeah. don't eat frito-lay things are crazy happening right now but like you know we got to stand with labor because mm-hmm. like we're seeing these supply chain problems and like it, it all boils down to like it all boils down to corporate greed and the greed of a few very 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 rich mostly white men yeah um and uh who they have should the have gall to, pay. to tell you that they work so hard yeah what the fuck does jeff bezos do day to day honestly just, like, fucks everyone do you think he works hard as hard no. as you like come on no what a joke i don't think that guy knows how to turn a pdf there or, is or a document into a pdf it's such a weird it's such a weird narrative that there is a correlation between hard work and money. Yeah. It's so it's stupid. 
It's so sad. It's yep. so sad and like untrue. <laughs> and anyone can see it. It's so weird. It's so weird. So yeah, what a time to be alive, but mm. we're glad we're you're here with us making yeah. space and you know letting us talk talk shit about, about people <laughs> talk shit about shit 90s characters. yeah that we actually enjoy so yeah. um with that being said um black lives matter mm. defund the police mm-hmm. stop asian hate mm-hmm. honor our treaties yep. let's just like get rid of these pipelines oh yeah we have a pipeline here in leaking. california that's leaking mm. and you know what they like this might not be true but it's like it's what they think is happening so like again it it they're still investigating it's because of the supply chains yeah that like la has the biggest port in the western hemisphere and every product that comes from china comes through la and like with the supply chain problems that includes workers at the docks and so boats are just like it's it's a parking lot it's It's, madness out here. it's wild yeah and so they think uh anchor dragged the pipeline 100 feet and Mm -hmm. broke Broke it it. (laughs) it's been leaking a year it's been broken a year, probably like slowly leaking and then it kind of exploded. Yep. So anyways, these Great. are all larger issues. And it's, if it's happening here, it's happening other places too. Yep. So it's really haunting and especially, you know, with the increase of um, just crazy storms and stuff like that, we mm-hmm. know more things are going to happen. So whew, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're all here thinking yeah. about it. So you know, that's kind of all that matters, to be honest, um, at this point. Unfortunately, that's all we can do. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Um, you can email us, Dawson's Critique at email.com. Uh, we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at Go Freaking Crazy. He just turned 40. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Capitalism Corner. We have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And someone's sent us a really cool thing that i'm gonna probably be posting this week yeah so um thank you to rihanna rihannon i think um for sending that to us so that'll be cool look out for that um and we have a patreon we're very excited about that mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can find that patreon.com slash dawson's critique and as always you can order our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek available wherever you get your books let me shout out to third place books in seattle washington uh where i dropped in the other day they're very lovely um and they have three locations in seattle so wherever you are in seattle you could go hang out at third place books um please like a subscribe write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts um we want to thank those of you who have it helps us a lot when you do that you can find me online at pesty 1079 on twitter or instagram that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) see you next week see you next week we love you thank you bye i don't want to wait